This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you so much. Good morning and welcome to the show, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. It is the Buzz Adams Morning Show and it is Monday, October the 26th. Eight days until Election Day. And uh, everybody's back. The crew's back. We're going to go around and uh, share what's going on this morning, what we're working on. Let's start with uh, Lisa Sanchez, who was also on vacation last week. Hi, Lisa. Hi, good morning. How was your vacation? It was good. Yeah. Yeah, I Did got, you, was it like an exciting vacation or a relaxing vacation? I sat at my friend's house and <laughs> we watched movies. Basically, you can't really go anywhere. You can't really do anything. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you know this, but we're actually in a pandemic. So, I've been hearing more and more about that. Yeah, no. Um, I went to go visit my best friend. I was trying to go see my grandpa who recovered from covid and then he got uh he was back in the hospital and so they mm. you know i don't trust those rapid tests like at, at all in any way shape or form um what did he get a rapid test when he first when he got covid-19 before or right so do you the, doubt if he had it no so the first time he got it he got a rapid test came up negative so they sent him home he went back to the hospital gave him another one and then he tested positive. Uh-huh. And so he had it, but then they gave him the PCR, which is the, the I guess, the best one they have right now. And um, it was positive, so they're like, okay, he has it. Well, the second time, he had some issues. They thought he had a seizure. Um, he went back to the hospital. They tested him. He was tested negative, sent him home. Then he got rushed back, and he tested again, and he tested positive. So he was put back into the hospital, um, but it was the rapid tests again, so when they tested him with the PCR test, he actually was negative. But at that point, he'd already been on the COVID floor for another 48 hours. Okay. Well, that that all sounds very complicated. I got lost. Yeah, it seemed it. So did I, because I was going out there. I was already on the plane, and they texted me and said, hey, Grandpa has COVID, so you can't come see any of us. Mm. Because then I can't see my aunts. Like, everyone at that point is exposed. Wait, wait. So the reason he's in the hospital now is because of COVID? No. It turns out he doesn't have it again, but he has a severe gallbladder infection and something else. And so, yeah, he's back in the, he was in the ICU again, but he is, um, I thankfully doing better now. Um, But yeah, just a really, it's, it's, it's kind of difficult because a lot of the plans that you make, you can't really do. So you have to just keep adapting to whatever it is. So I just ended up staying at my, my best friend's house in Palm Springs and hanging out with her for a week. All right. Um, has, has anybody voted yet? Yes. Yep. Yes. And what was the experience? Walked Easy. right in. I went in, voted, and then I went out. Because I'm going to go this week. Good oh. luck. See, the problem is, so when I talked to the lady, I asked her, you know, how were the waits the first day or the first week? And she said, we were about two, three hour waits. And then I said, okay, so, but how was it this week? She's like, this is probably the week to go, meaning last week. Uh, She's because of the fact that a lot of people, I think, are waiting for the first week of early voting and they're waiting for the last week of early voting. And so she's like, we're expecting again there to be multiple hour waits this week. So good luck with that. I think it depends on where you go, though. 
See, because I went to the one in the middle of nowhere, and she told me, she's like, we still had three hours. They waits. should have an app for it. They do. Well, not there an is. app, but they have a website. Does it tell you what the wait times are? Yep. Okay. Yeah. You know, if they have a website, they should have an app. I, I believe that there is an app as well. But um, I just went to the website and looked, and I because I was going to the one um, after I, I got a, a COVID test done. I was driving down the street, and I saw that there was a voting place, so I looked and thought, oh, I'll look on the app. And it said, oh, it's about a 30-minute wait. And then I looked and saw one about four miles down the road was uh, no no wait. So I was like, oh, I'll just go down the road. And speaking, we're, we're talking just about Texas here, but what is the last day of early voting? October, Friday. October 30th. Okay. Or not October, it's or 30th. Is it October 30th? Yeah. Oh, Halloween's coming, huh? Halloween's, <laughs> Halloween's going to be on Saturday. I forgot about that. Also set your clocks back this weekend, too. Meaning, to, to it's coming up weekend. Yeah. Oh, that would be great. No, I forgot about that. That means an extra hour of 2020. I know. <laughs> it's the only yeah, year that this none of was us the, This was the big year where not only was Halloween on a Saturday... We get an extra hour of Halloween, Woo! and then 2020 we're decided, all party. we're not going to let you have nice yeah. things. Sorry. A year this cool, or potentially cool, probably won't come up again for like thousands of years again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like next time Haley's Comet goes by or something. We've got a true crime report coming up uh, a little bit later this morning. We're going to have that. An alternative fact quiz. Urban Dictionary. Uh, the Urban Dictionary game. And a whole lot more on the way. Also, Al Petrelli from Trans-Siberian Orchestra. So, I don't know if you've heard what Trans-Siberian's up to this year. What are they not touring? Uh, yeah, but they're still doing a show. Cool. All right, and we will be talking to Al, whose voice you just heard there, uh, about Trans-Siberian Orchestra's plans for 2020 coming up later this morning. All right, let's uh, take turns and go around. Everybody tell me what you're working on today. Let's start with sports. Big sports weekend, and Brandon's going to tell us all about it coming up. Lots of football. Dallas Cowboys. We got to see Ben DiNucci because Andy Dalton got knocked out with just a horrific hit. It was really scary. It was a late hit. It shouldn't have happened. And Ben DiNucci had to come into the game. Plus the Big Ten. They finally kicked off their uh, uh, 2020 schedule over the weekend, and we had a big upset already. Well, I'm sorry, what was the outcome of the Cowboys game? They got their butts kicked. Yeah. Was it as humiliating as that Monday night game? Uh, it was very similar. Because oh, that was just like, okay, you know, I was on the fence here. I thought maybe the Cowboys could put something together. After that, it's like, no, they've been 20 20 Yeah, they pretty much have. It was, it was 25-3 to was the final score. Oh, God. Um, let's take a look at entertainment. Joanna Barber is going to have our entertainment uh, news coming up. So, Joanna, what do we have on the way? Well, big congratulations to Felicity Huffman, who has concluded her sentence. She's a hardened con now, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next up is Lori Loughlin, who is due to report to prison on November 19th. Now, I, I've heard about what goes on behind prison walls did she did felicity huffman have to join like uh <laughs> like an aryan nation gang or get like a swastika tattoo on her face or anything i don't think so no, no. Is she, are you saying she might not have been in the toughest version of a female penitentiary know. i think the most she's done is learn interior designing yeah. maybe i love it like they had a tennis court yeah <laughs> yeah but since she's it's prison, not out in the yard waiting for a spot on the bench press <laughs> No. Yeah, they they had a they had a tennis court, but since it's prison, uh, it's not grass. They actually just had plain concrete, oh. so it's just 
She made it out, though. That's great. And uh, Lisa Sanchez with our news headlines coming up later. Lisa, what are we looking at on news? What are we not looking at? The world is a hot mess. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's start with uh, coronavirus. You know, let's look to our leaders for good uh, decisions and things like that. Or you can look at Mark Meadows, who said, "Eh, we're just not going to be able to control this thing. So I think his statement was, we're not going to control the pandemic. Yeah, you know. yeah. No, just let, you know, let it, let the chips fall where they may. In their opinion, do you see what happened with Pence? Yeah, so we have five of his aides that have now tested positive for COVID nineteen. That includes his chief of staff, Mark Short. Uh, but don't worry, he says he will be there, y'all, for Amy Coney Barrett for her. Um, I guess swearing in or whatever they're doing with her. Um, he he should. He should quarantine for 14 days, but he's not going to do that. In fact, he he's going to be out campaigning. Doc- yeah, he says his doctor said he can be out there. The doctor has not. I, I need to speak to said doctor because the doctor hasn't commented. He's like, my doctor said I'm fine. Can we talk to your doctor? Uh, my doctor's not available. But Ask Mother Pence first. It yeah. was also his, what they call the body man. So this is the guy that's with Pence pretty much during all waking hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was diagnosed with COVID-19. By the way. They found this out because of reporting. Yeah. The vice president's office in the White House didn't put anything out about this. It was just reporting is how they found this out. They're like, oh, oh, you found out about that? That's so weird. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and Mike Pence, don't forget, is in charge of the coronavirus task force. So he's doing the exact opposite of what his own task force would recommend for other people. Uh, yeah, uh, and don't forget, out. there's a lot of people who uh, still are wondering, stimulus, is that going to happen at some point? Uh, so hopefully... <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, they're, hey, right. People, I forgot about that. Yeah, people can't pay their bills. That's still happening, too. Uh, so, yeah, Nancy have, Pelosi says she's trying I to... I have given iron. up hope. Yeah, ex- a lot of people have, and that's sadly. Uh, but we're not the only country that's dealing with this. Uh, there is other countries. Paris has gone into lockdown. Um, in the UK, they're dealing with... Just out of control of the virus. Uh, so we're not the only nation, but we're probably handling it the worst. So we have that going on. All right. So, uh, yes. you know, everything's sunshine and roses around here, everybody. <laughs> I came back from vacation wondering, maybe it'll all just be over. Yeah. Yeah, wouldn't that be great if we just... But you know what? I think I jinxed it by looking at the news. Yeah. Like, if I just avoided looking at the news, maybe it would have come back. Yeah, that's why when you texted me yesterday, I was like, "Uh uh-uh, I still got 12 more hours of vacation. You don't exist. I just wanted to see if you were working today or if you had today off. Joanna, what did you say he does every time? He does this. Watch Brendan. He goes like this. (laughs) (laughs) Has anyone heard from Lisa? Lisa's like, why is he calling me? And I'm like, because he's obsessed with you. No, I was just checking my surroundings to Make see, is Lisa here? Before or? he freaks out at 540 or 445. Has anyone heard from Lisa? He's like, so she, she's coming though, right? Nobody's talked to her. <laughs> no, no, I thought <laughs> she's coming. today, Brandon. Did he really? <laughs> I thought, no, I thought, there. There, I thought maybe you had said, I'm going to take off the, the week you were gone, but also the Friday before. And I thought maybe you said the Monday after. So I just wasn't sure if you were going to be here. <laughs> no, no. I will be gone. Not next, not, yeah, no, next week. I will be gone for a few more days. You can't be gone on election day. No, she's gone um, the Thursday, Thursday, Thursday and, Friday. and Friday. Yeah. Oh yeah, fine. Whatever. I got so mad though. <laughs> my brother is um, my brother is coming to town, and I literally saw him at a Trump rally, and I'm like, I swear to God, bro, oh, if man. you don't get a COVID oh, no. test done, I'm gonna punch you. Does he believe in that? Yeah. Okay. 
No, he like science, he, but like does, does he believe in science? Well, he's a, he's a Trumper, so that's like the first I'm question sorry. we have to ask. <laughs> yeah, does he think it's all? Way. Does he think it's a hoax? Uh, I didn't no, mean it no, to he sound does like not. That. Okay, I no. just wanted to know. Did he wear a mask? To no, the Trump rally. Okay, I so do not he think should so. probably get tested. I told yeah. him I was like, you're not allowed to come visit unless you get tested first, bro. And then all he's right. like, can you give me Rage Against the Machine tickets? I'm like, what? Rage Against the Machine tickets. Uh, let's take a break. We're going to come back in just a few minutes. We got today in sound clips on the way. And uh, I think there was one night where we were going to have the haunted uh, drive through for our listeners in uh, El Paso that had to be, I, I think, postponed or shut down. They didn't have it one night that they were supposed to, but I think we're back on a. And as soon as uh, I find out the full schedule, I was going to say, let's wait let's because wait we just ended up right. with, we were on a lockdown or not lockdown. Of, yeah. I we're don't, in timeout. I don't know how we stand <laughs> as far as our, our drive through haunted house, but I know there are others around town that have canceled, but I've also heard there are others around town that are still uh, going on. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. A true crime report coming up on the show today also a game that we've really really fallen in love with that is the urban dictionary game and we're going to play that a little bit later during the show i want to talk about the uh, borat movie which premiered over the weekend on amazon but before we get to that have any of you ever heard of the melania body double theory does that ring a bell at all? I think so. I think we may have talked about it before. Uh, there are some people who keep posting these pictures that say it's not always Melania. It's her body double who looks a lot like her. But they do this. So she's like um, uh, Padme from Star Wars. Yeah. She's got a whole bunch of lookalikes. Well, I don't know if it's a conspiracy theory because it's a thing that we know that world leaders have done before. Like Saddam Hussein supposedly had like five different body doubles who would go out and pretend to be him. Was one of them Kira Knightley? <laughs> no. And, I mean, I don't even think it would be a scandal if it was true. I mean, it'd be a little weird, maybe, but they've got this latest one, and what they really go, they get real close up, and they compare the width of the nostrils and the length of, you know, the distance between the eyes, and, I mean, people really spend a lot of time. But... This was taken Thursday, so this was before the debate in Nashville, in which uh, President Trump is boarding a chopper with who appears to be Melania, who's all smiles, and they're saying, no, that's the fake Melania, the people who believe in this thing. Is it because the- she's smiling? <laughs> because she's yeah. smiling. So I don't, I don't know if you guys can make it out here, but they've got a couple of side-by-sides. They say the one on the left is the fake Melania, hmm. and the one on the right is is the real Melania. I don't... I don't... Maybe she just got some extra fillers done that day. You don't know. Yeah, you don't know. And also, the lighting and the... You know, there are so many different things that could be different. I don't... I, okay, I, I'll, it, I'll give them this. The top left picture, that is a little angular. Like her face, like that... that The nose kind of does look different. But at the same time, could be a different angle. Could be something that... They really seem to focus on the nose here. Yeah. I, I could see what they're saying in that photo. And would it even be... Does it matter? It, would, it even, would it even matter if yeah. it was true? No, who cares? Do you know so many celebs do that probably? It's, it's fine. Yeah, we just found out that uh, Tom Hanks' brother does all the voice work for Woody for crying out loud. 
We had to body double uh, for Dave Mustaine one time to get him from the studio out to the car that was waiting for him. You body doubled for no, him? No, not oh. me. <laughs> I was like... But he was here, and and like some guests had come in the studio and, and met him, but as as the interview was going on, people gathered, and there, were, there was a crowd of people outside. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we did this thing where there was a guy who was about the same height... I don't even think he had long hair, but he put a coat over his head and ran out the front door, and all the people went that way, and Dave just walked out the back door into the car that was waiting for him. Um, And there are some people that believe there are multiple Melania lookalikes. I could see that. I mean, it's one for probably safety reasons. Like that, you have everyone follow one Melania go one way. Like I say, even if they proved it, so what? Yeah. All right, tell me uh, about your your TV viewing over the weekend. Did you watch any... Uh, before we move on to Borat, did you watch anything other than Borat? I finally finished The Haunting of Bly Manor. Is that worth oh. sticking with? Because so, somebody mm. told me... I thought it was kind of boring, the first episode, and somebody said, give it another chance, and I, I haven't it's yet. A decent, <clears throat> it's a decent story, but it's not... Because you know how the whole Haunting of Hill House, it was, the, it was terrifying. It was a very scary show. This one, not really. It's more based on... The story, and I think if you're if you're anticipating it to be more like the previous one, you're going to be disappointed. Well, the story the is turn decent. of the sc- it's, uh, the story is turn of the screw, which was written I was like a hundred years you, ago. You read that, didn't you, or no? No, I saw a movie. That, right, they oh. made like a dozen God movies. Awful. Oh, really? How it, old was it? It was from this year. Oh, what? see, there was a there was a, and I don't think it was called the turn of the screw, but it was. Like a classic movie, like from the forties, mm-hmm. that I think got was, you know, pretty well received. Okay, well, this one was not. Okay. Where was this one? Com- where did it come out on? It was on video. I think it was in theaters like late last year. What was it called? The, the Turning. The Turning, right? Oh, okay. Ugh, got off. So the it's the the Turn of the Screw by Henry James is considered a minor classic work of of horror fiction mm-hmm. uh, from the eighteen hundreds, but. I don't know. The first episode had almost like an American Horror Story vibe, which is different from the uh, Hill House vibe, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Okay. Should I give it? Should I give it another chance, or do you not recommend it? I don't know. Mandalorian starting. Maybe you need yeah. to rewatch it because you're going to forget. Well, who's I'd, this person? I'd, well, I'd rewatch Mandalorian already. <laughs> 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 I did. <laughs> I think I'm, I, I'm perfectly fine telling people you can pass on it. Like, oh. I, I, like it's okay. It was decent. It's. I, I don't feel. Like I'm kicking myself it, or sticking it out, but I also don't think I get to be like, you got to see this show. Joanna, did you like it or? I haven't finished it. Oh, okay. Does, like it, does else it not hold a candle to the Haunting of Hill House? Though? No, Haunting of Hill House no. is way better. Way better. Yeah. That one scene in the funeral home that's oh my like God. 20 straight minutes of just straight camera work and there's no scene change. Mm-hmm. That was amazing on that show. All right. Who saw uh, Borat? Hey, yeah, that was great. <laughs> the Borat movie. I was too busy watching Bly Manor. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you you think your we- weekend was lost. I think, yeah, I think I picked the wrong one. Uh, so there's this scene where, well, in this one, Borat's got a daughter, and she's played by this, uh, like I think Bulgarian. That chick actress. is hilarious. hilarious. She's good. She she's might great. Be, be a big star, and uh, so she's really good, but. In the in the movie, she's supposed to be fourteen or fifteen or something, 
And then she gets a makeover. Did you notice after the makeover, she really looked a lot like Kaylee McEnany? Okay. The White House press secretary. Uh Well, they did the first makeover, but then like when when she's actually being a journalist or a reporter, I was like, dang, yeah, she looks like she could work at Fox News. Yeah, she looks like somebody at Fox News. So she's doing this interview with Rudy, and it's very flirty by both of them. I mean, she's like touching his knee and talking about how excited she is, and he's patting her. You know, nothing... I guess outrageous, but then they go into another room and well, pick up the narration, Lisa. From there, what happens when they go into the next room? Uh, Tell me what you saw. Okay, what I saw, it was uncomfortable (laughs) (laughs) for everyone involved. Us watching for, I mean, the only person who looks comfy is Rudy. I mean, he's laying down like, "What's up?" Is he like whistling his way He's through it again? Is his like, teeth falling out? Like, you can give me your phone number. You can your give me your address, address my dear. Oh. And he's also oh, talking to her like she's he's his. Her, you're doing so great. You're doing so great. She's no, she's fabulous. He then she how starts he help. didn't get the gist up when Borat walked in the first time as the sound guy. Well, he didn't come in as Borat. Yeah, but still, <laughs> you're not going to notice that creepy dude in the corner. Like, oh, the sound is not. Well, Rudy good. said that he's he's familiar with with Borat or familiar with Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh, I thought so. you say he was familiar with creepy dude standing in the corner while he's alone in a room with a woman. <laughs> so he was lo- familiar with uh, being creepy with that chick. I, I guess the way that usually it, I like to pick my own sound guy, but uh, I mean, if he's yours, let's go ahead and leave him in the room. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, so he's in the room and and the female reporter is helping him take his microphone off. He and at helps some point, her take hers off. Does he? Yes, because yeah. she's holding her hair up and he's like pulling it out from her, her dress. Oh, is that what he? I didn't get what he was doing. They there. were taking their microphones. Oh, off. Okay, and then he lays back on the bed. His hands go inside his pants, and I think that's the key moment that everybody. Yeah, Rudy could have been tucking it, his it shirt does, in. It does, I will say, it kind of does look like he's tucking his shirt He's back tucking in. his shirt in, but from everything that you guys are telling me, it still sounds like but he was thinking he was at least going to make it to second base. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It, like, there, it, it looks like he's tucking his shirt in, but very slowly. Like, like well, you can I mean, it, stop me at any time right now, yeah. girl. There, so and there, also, I've never been in an interview where I have to put on a microphone where I'm going to lay down on a bed. To take it off, like, what? and that, that was the that was the the best tweet by Demi Lovato. She's like, "Wow, I've been doing all my interviews wrong for years, Rudy. Thank you for showing me the correct way." Now, there, there's another scene, and that's the one at the CPAC, uh, where Mike Pence was a keynote speaker, and you would think the thing is that oh, Borat goes in dressed as Donald Trump with a 15 year old girl over his shoulder. The thing that got me from that was was Pence and his speech. It's like we've only had. 15 cases oh my one god. death oh and my god, as yes. the president has said we have this under control and it's not anything to worry about it's like this freak show's going on and the thing that has my jaw open is mike pence <laughs> his saying that back in march, march? i guess yeah. yeah and then for him to be like we have this under control then this morning meadows is like eh, you know we're never going to get this under control pandemic. yeah we're never going to control the pandemic <laughs> all right uh other standout moments from borat what do Look, you got say what you want but those rednecks took him in 
without even question. Those mm-hmm. rednecks like, are salt yeah. of the earth. I mean, right? they think uh, Democrats are worse than the virus. <laughs> and they make some, you know, tell, decent songs. They <laughs> tell Borat that his book are conspiracy theories. <laughs> and they're all telling him conspiracy theories. I got, and, and this, you might want to fast forward through because I'm not going to describe it, but there's a debutante ball and a oh father-daughter da- dance that you might And that do. old man that's like, she's <laughs> worth $500. And her daughter. And his daughter's like, that's you effing dis- messed up. That's disgusting. disgusting. You know, good for her because yeah. she's probably the one of the only people that comes out looking good in this movie. The black lady, the babysitter. Oh yeah. Oh and, yeah. I, I mean, great. she's really great. But... Will you be my black wife? No, I will not be your black wife. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, and that's on that's on Amazon. Yes. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, get ready to play the Urban Dictionary game and. Everybody can play along at home, but Brandon's going to give us a definition and we're going to try and, or he's going to give us the word or phrase from Urban Dictionary and we're going to see who can guess the definition, the closest to the Urban Dictionary definition. Also, uh, they've got a list of things that might be sold out before the holidays. Uh, What do you, do do you count... Hmm. Is Halloween the holidays, or is the holidays... I think of it as the kickoff. It's a kickoff uh, celebration. So the holidays begin, like, the first day of Thanksgiving or on Halloween Day. Yeah, you I think like... maybe they're talking about... When they say the holidays, they mean Thanksgiving and Christmas, mm-hmm. possibly, and New Year's. But uh, things that are going to be sold out, possibly sold out in some areas, before the holidays, it does not include toilet paper, so... Uh, the things that it might be sold out before the holidays get here. Uh, toilet paper is not on the list. Oh, good. I don't have to put that in my stocking yeah. stuffer. <laughs> no, toilet paper should just be a bra stuffer, not a stocking stuffer. <laughs> <laughs> I got an update here for our listeners in El Paso. And, of course, we were heard on Rock 108 in Abilene, 96.5 The Rock in San Angelo, and... 95.5 KLAQ in El Paso. Uh, Brandon, you did a story a couple weeks ago about how we, we were almost out of beds for yeah. COVID patients. Like, yeah, I think there was like nine ICU beds in the entire well, area. There has been a major spike, and those are gone. Now we have no beds. Well, we, we're going to have some because they're... This is a, this seems like something out of a zombie or a, like a, pan, you know, a, a horror movie. They're converting the Civic Center into a temporary hospital Mm -hmm. in El Paso. As of yesterday in El Paso, a record 786 patients were hospitalized for COVID-19. Yeah, that pretty much capped out all of the beds that we have for uh, COVID-19. That was a one-day increase of 71 patients from the day before, and the number of known active cases was a new record with over Mm 11,000. It's because are the hospitals are at capacity, so uh, this is them trying to. Uh, a lot of people though are still upset about it, saying it's too little, too late. But on the other side, you hear people saying this is ridiculous. Oh yeah, there there are people protesting any kind of new restrictions. But on the other hand, you've got people who are highly critical of the city and the county health board and and the mayor's office for not doing enough. Uh, the civic center will have a capacity for 50 beds, but can expand to another 50 beds, so 100 total if needed. 
that uh, comes from the office of Governor Greg Abbott. Not to mention the state has requested to make use of the old William Beaumont Army Hospital to start housing non-COVID patients. And also uh, local hospitals will begin, again, airlifting patients to different hospitals in the state because we don't have enough beds. Here's a thing that it seems like we've read a thousand times when we're doing one of these stories. El Paso public health officials on Sunday again issued a plea for residents to stay home for two weeks to help curb the rapidly rising number of coronavirus infections. Now, this is eight days before Election Day. You know, so the message is always you should get out and vote. The message is you should stay at home except to get out and vote and then a bunch of other exceptions too. But well, I mean, if you have to leave, then cool, but... See, and this is... Don't just go gallivanting around. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> and But the problem is, so I would... I spoke, there's a, a an owner of a business out down, down the street from me and we were, I was walking my dog and I saw this person and we were talking and he made some really good points though too because he's saying, he's like, look, it, it's not even, I, I personally, talking about himself, he's like, I want to close my business because of this, but he's like, our staff had a meeting and they begged me to stay open because they can't pay their bills. And so they're saying, please just give us like three more days. Give us three more days to make money so we can try and make enough just to at least get through this month. Like, please just make. And so he said that he's like, I'm giving out loans to my employees to pay their bills. And he said, he's like, the thing is, is that at the same time, you're telling people to stay home. But what about the people that have to be out there to make their money? The dishwashers, the, you know, the servers, the restaurants, the owners of the restaurants, um, they still have their bills to stay. So even if you're saying stay home, you're going to stay home and possibly deprive people of, you know, being able to pay their rent that month. Or well, I think we can, water I think we can agree. There's, there's no easy there solution. Is no, there there's is no, no easy, easy answer at all. But I think what they're asking people is don't act a fool because that's the problem is that I was looking and, and still people out yesterday partying, you know, sharing drinks and, you know, putting up all these videos of them, uh, you know, partying it up like nothing's happening. Karaoke. Yeah. I mean, if you want to go to like a restaurant and eat something. More like corona oaking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like if you want to go to a restaurant and support a small business and, you know, get something to eat and then go home afterwards, I, I could see that. Or getting takeout service. I can see that. You want to swing by a coffee shop, grab a coffee. Okay, that's understandable, but it's the people that, you know, are spending four to six hours out at an establishment, you know, getting getting lit and everyone makes a joke like, oh, okay, well, Corona only comes out past 9 p.m. That's what, you know, it's ridiculous. It's not that it's not that it comes out past 9 p.m. It's that the people who are going to spread the virus are the ones that are going and getting getting lit. They're getting They're the virus. They are the virus. Yeah, because they get lit. They forget <laughs> to put their mask on. They're sharing drinks with each other. They get right up and talk real close to you like drunk people do because they're drunk. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm talking about? Hey. But yeah, if you want to <laughs> go get that alcohol on their breath, like, hey. <laughs> exactly. And and but the thing is too is even them closing at nine, it didn't it didn't help because you know what they <laughs> yeah, got the people day drinking. They're day drinking. Yeah. <laughs> I look at this and 
I see people that are like popping them open at noon now. Like, well, we only have till 9 p.m. to do this, so let's start early. So I, the problem is, is it's more and more punishments for people that are trying to do the right thing. And the people like the Joannas who've been home, who've been doing the right thing, who've been trying their hardest, they're like getting even more restricted. But the people who are going to screw it up, they they don't care. I just, yeah, y'all I, don't think I want to go out? Yeah, I want to go out. I want to go to the Go-Go's. She wants to karaoke, too. Uh, let's get to the Urban Dictionary game. I'm going to tell you about these uh, different items that they, they say there could be a shortage or they, it'd be hard to find them on store shelves before the holidays get here. It does not include toilet paper this time around, but let's get to our Urban Dictionary game. All right, here's the way oh the... Oh, my earth. God. Hmm. What? I just looked up... I was thinking... I was <laughs> Every just, time you look up one God, word. I was just thinking... One, one of the ones that's in the yeah, theme song? it's in the theme song, because I was thinking I, what I need to do is I need to start picking stuff that's in the theme song. Well, I know a donkey punch. Well, well I mean, there's some the obvious ones that we know. We found out what a San Francisco bird feeder is. <laughs> but no. I looked up purple dolphin. Purple dolphin. Um... Should should our listeners go look that up? No. Is that today's? Urban? No. No. It is not because there's no way I can say it on the oh air. Oh my like, god! No, I gotta find out what it is. Well, but that's also gonna lead to the to another word, another phrase that I was going to use for today, but I'm not. And we'll Why get not? to all of that. Well, we'll get to all of that later on. But today's <gasps> phrase, right? See, there's Joy's reaction. Right? <laughs> oh my god! I told you, man. Why would they? Right Joanna back. could could some of these names don't you read them and you go who came up with this like like duck butter who came <laughs> up with that <laughs> who came up with that oh my god today's word yep is actually two words okay fanny flutters oh jeez can you spell that for me f a n n y fanny uh-huh. and then your second word is flutters f l u t t e r s <laughs> Fanny flutters. Fanny I think I got a pretty good beat right. on this one. I got it, yeah. Fanny f- flutters. All right, for those of you playing along at home, <laughs> Fanny flutters. Go ahead and write your answer down. You don't have to write it down. Nobody's going to check it or anything. But <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Are we coming back and doing yes. this? Okay. Yeah, we take a break, time, right? then we come back. And find out if any of us got it right. So Fanny flutters. You've got about four, three, four minutes here to yeah. write down your answers. Just don't look up Purple Dolphin. Mm-mm. Too late huh? for Joanna. Yeah, oh. Joanna. Could oh. could you have a Purple dof- Dolphin? No. Could I have a Purple Dolphin? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you could be. I guess you could be gifted one. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We're going to come back and uh, find out what Fanny Flutters are and find out what our what our guesses Don't for Fanny Flutters are. Did you look are. it up, Lisa? Uh-huh. See? Is that his Christmas present this year, guys? I, I don't want it. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Here's a purple dolphin. Let's take a break. We're going to come back and we'll have part two of the Urban Dictionary game on the way right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. People aren't listening to us, man. Why? I'm warning them, don't look up purple dolphins. And now Antonio's like, is there something you have to put after it? Because it just shows pictures of purple dolphins. Yeah, type Urban Dictionary after that. Yeah, just just look at the nice, pretty purple dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> look at the and Lisa start Frank. Start day off right, man. <laughs> now oh you are. Oh, my God. What's going on? The Break. button wasn't on. I thought it was. There we go. Break oh. it? <laughs> I thought you had something wrong with mine because I couldn't hear myself talking. Yeah. I know. No, no, we're back and we're good. Did you break it? <laughs> 
going on over there? No, that was a Brandon. Yeah, don't. That yeah. was a Brandon. I thought I, I thought it was on, but I couldn't see the light because the reflection makes it look like it's on. Anyways, don't look, look I've been, up I thought Buzz dolphin. was still looking up the purple dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> Did you look it up? No. Shocked into silence. I, I just... <laughs> I, I want to acknowledge that I laughed at Lisa's Lisa Frank comments. Yeah. <laughs> so did I. Enjoy those purple dolphins. All right. All right. So, uh, Brandon, the uh, the word that we're going to try and guess the definition from Urban Dictionary, once again, can you remind? And it's a phrase this time, or two yeah, words. It's two words. It's fanny flutters. All right. It got mine. Fanny flutters. Anybody want to volunteer to go first? Sure. Mine is uh, when someone farts and their butt cheeks move. <laughs> Get the fanny flutters. I know. Could you give us an example? Yeah, can you use it in a sentence? Oh, I was like, oh, an example. I was like, Brandon, we share a room. I don't know if you want that. <laughs> but you can step into buzzes. It probably oh. has happened. Already. All right. Mine is, is similar, but not, not exactly Wait, did we the all same. do something about farts? Because mine is also about a fart. <laughs> all right, here's mine. So right, fanny mine. flutters. Here's mm-hmm. the definition I came up with. And it's a little complicated. Uh, flatulence. Okay. But the British have a different definition of, of what a fanny is okay. than we do. So in the U.S., when we say fanny, it's about your, your bottom. Uh-huh. But in the U.K., fanny is the front oh. Oh, of a lady only. Oh, okay. Oh, you can say something that starts with like a Q. It rhymes with Keith. <laughs> oh. So that's what oh, I think of a fanny. Okay. Uh, that's my. Just, did you just say Keith? Like yes. Keith, but with an F? Yes, <laughs> Keith. Lisa knows what Keith is. <laughs> my God. It's the good part at the top of the. <laughs> God. <laughs> Joanna. I'm surprised you know what Keith is. Who, me? <laughs> yeah. I've learned a lot in the past year or so. <laughs> He's really broadened his horizon. Mike says... Do you know what shatter is, Lisa? <laughs> what? Do you know what shatter is? No. Okay. Well. Whoa. Look at you. Okay. Go ahead. Is that what you call somebody who poos their pants? No, he played shatter? Kirk. William Shatter. Come on. <laughs> Mine is... When you fart and you have to fan away the smell. <laughs> ah, all right. Great one. All right. So we all obviously think that it's it's, it's some fart. kind of fart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think I think that's one of us has got it right. And somehow Buzz brought weed into it. So here we go. <laughs> well, because none of us. Nobody, nobody got it right. No. Come on. Dang. Oddly enough, it has nothing to do with passing gas. Oh. Fanny okay. flutters. Oh, see, you should have said fanny flutters, and it has nothing to do with passing gas. It has nothing to do with (laughs) passing gas, but I'm going to give everybody here four points because I thought you were all very creative. Mm -hmm. I thought that the delivery was great, especially Lisa when she was talking about when somebody farts. And how did you say it? Your butt cheeks flutter. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) That's an intense one. Joanna's was great that you're actually fanning it away. Buzz went international. (laughs) Well, because sometimes Urban Dictionary, you get like British people who enter words there. So I thought maybe it was one of the UK ones. No. So the actual definition of fanny flutters is fanny flutters is when you see someone and get a slight tingling sensation in your private area. It could suggest that you have a sexual attraction 
to this person. Used in a sentence, oh my God, he gives me the fanny flutters. Oh, so like when Buzz goes to Brahms and sees that ice cream, he's like, oh. No, I think the way they're defining it, it's it's specific to women. And I think they are using the British yeah. definition I think of you are. I think you're right, yeah. I think they're taking, and even the example is he gives me the fanny flutters. Mm-hmm. That only makes <gasps> sense. Like, it's as like far that as time Cardi B said, oh, I got butterflies in my stomach and my vagina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Yeah. Fanny she had the fanny flutters. Fanny flutters. Now. W-A-P. For your, for your uh, by the way, has anybody here um, gone to connect to the Wi-Fi in the building? Yes. Why? What's going on? Because, oh, yeah. <laughs> because the, one, the, one called, the one's called, uh, called WAP, WAP, WAP External. external? <laughs> One of my friends is an IT guy, and he's like, it makes me so happy now whenever I have to work on people's WAPs. Because you see that, yeah. <laughs> is, a, is that a, like a common thing? Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's known as the WAP, but yeah. a WAP. Buzz. Um, so I had a second one lined up for today. I didn't want to make it the game, though, because this lines up perfectly with us talking about Purple Dolphins and how we kept telling people, don't look it up. Stop. Speed round. Because somebody even <laughs> said um, about putting... You know, I Googled purple dolphin and it shows pictures of purple dolphins. <laughs> yeah, don't. Uh, leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Don't make it worse for yourself. Don't ruin your innocence today. But I'm, this I'm led, going to look it up. But this Buzz led to uh, revulsion compulsion, which was in Urban Dictionary. Oh, where you like can't help but. Yes. Yeah. It's the uncontrollable urge to view something disgusting when somebody has told you you shouldn't. Person one, oh God, don't click this link. It's disgusting. Person two, I have revulsion compulsion, clicks it anyway. Buzz is doing revulsion compulsion right now. Right? I don't uh, care for the use of that word. (laughs) (laughs) Dolphin. 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 No, it's the, the definition. I know, right? Why would they write that? It sounds Shock factor. awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I, there, there were some words that were involved. I didn't think needed to be there. <laughs> I've got a, I've got an Urban Dictionary. I know this is never going to come up, but it's one of the funniest ones I ever heard. Okay, bingo wings. Do you have any idea what bingo, bingo wings? Oh my gosh, I totally wings? know what that is. It's when like um, an older person playing bingo is like bingo, but they're like underarm like flabs. It, it refers to the <laughs> underarm flab. There you go. Specifically, in oh, older the bat women. Wing over he- down here. The bat wing, and it's called bingo wings because bingo. when they yeah. bingo, and it flaps like a wing. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. <laughs> this is great. We all knew that one. That was good. <laughs> Give us another. That's all I got. Oh, okay. <laughs> Purple dolphin? No. No. That one right there. Here are five things that might be sold out for the holidays. So it might sell out before the holidays, might sell out leading up to the holidays once they've begun, but here are five things that are probably going to be in high demand for the holidays this year. So if if you're going to buy them, you might think about buying them early because... Consumer experts say these things could sell out. Mm-hmm. Fitness equipment. Oh, it's still hard. That's still been so hard. since the beginning of this pandemic. Yeah. There, there was a run on even big ticket items like treadmills and ellipticals, mm-hmm. but kettlebells early in the pandemic when the gym shut down and those things are still hard to find as the weather gets colder and people start working out inside their house more. My friend ordered like three different fitness. He got a Peloton, the mirror, and then some other big ticket fitness item all of them on back order and he's like well i just ordered all three and hopefully one of them comes in and i'll cancel the other two orders 
<laughs> and so finally his Peloton came in. He's like, well, then, goodbye, Mir. <laughs> also on the list of things that could run out before the holidays, puzzles and board games. Ooh, buzz. That, again, oh. another one that's been really difficult to mm-hmm. find. They just stocked up, though, because I went to Walmart and it, uh, they had full shelves. There was a time at the beginning of the pandemic when I went. Specifically. And it was like maybe 50% full. It was gutted. More more puzzles or board games? Board games. Oh, like board real, games were gone, yeah. Board puzzles, were, puzzles were off the shelves, I'm going to say back along May, April, May. Mm-hmm. Just not on the shelves. And then they came back. But I think we're going to see a real renaissance <laughs> in puzzles because I think they rushed out. Hey, what do you do with your old puzzles? Put them in the box. and Cool. Give us some. Yeah, Yeah, because we're out. Yeah. They're out of puzzles, and you're not going to use them again. How about that Star Wars puzzle? Maybe (laughs) Complete with the nose this time. (laughs) You think there's there's any way that I'm going to give you that without taking out a piece to drive you crazy? (laughs) Do you think they would really care? Also on the list of things that could be sold out. No, it drives me crazy. Like, I won't buy a used puzzle. Just in, because nothing, of that? Yeah, nothing worse than, than working an entire puzzle and you find one or two pieces missing. It's awful. The long con. Nintendo Switch is on the list of things that could Again, uh, run Again, something out. else that was out early on in the pandemic. I went to go buy one. They were. In, I drove all around the city, could not find one. Were you getting the Switch primarily for you or for your For the daughter? family. Thinking of something to do, mm-hmm. you know, knowing that we're going to be on lockdown, knowing the pandemic had hit, that we're going to need to find things to keep us occupied in the house and... Couldn't find them, so I, I was able to find a used um, Nintendo Wii U, and but that was that's all that was available at that time. Boy, that does not sound like a great substitute. <laughs> Why it, it's uh, a is it good? Perfectly fine that's gaming fun. system. Yeah. I just thought the Wii had. I don't know. That just seems so 2013. It's perfectly fine. Yeah, Still works. Still the games. Late. Okay. Hey, I like it. Well, if you think you want to get a Switch for a Christmas gift this year, you should get one as soon as you're able to, if you see one, uh, because they might not be in stock the closer we get to uh, Christmas. Here's a weird one. Yarn and craft supplies. Oh, yeah. So many people I know are crocheting. People have more time on their hands, so they've been (laughs) stocking up on, on crafting supplies. That sounded wrong. Which means if you're planning to make some handmade holiday gifts you should buy early yeah and finally something that never would have occurred to me spices spices there was a big increase in demand earlier this year when people started cooking at home more mm-hmm. right. but fall and winter are also a big time for spices are they yeah i've yeah. got most the of the cakes. spices i've had i've had for over a decade okay they may not that makes sense for you mm-hmm. yeah uh there could be disruptions in the supply chain not only in the U.S., but globally. So there could be a real shortage. There could be a real shortage of spices. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. And good morning, Lisa. Well, good morning. Give me a Z. Z. We're on Tropical Storm Zeta. What? <laughs> what the hell do we do now? Zeta? Yeah. They we... still have like a month left. <laughs> Come on. They had to skip some, right? Oh, that's right. Z's not the last in the Greek alphabet. Good Ah. job, Buzz. Yeah, no, this is not the last one. Omega. 
is the last. And we're going to be in some omega trouble once we get there. Uh, yeah, it looks like it formed over the weekend. Tropical storm Zeta developed into a will develop into a weak category one hurricane. It's expected to come ashore between Florida's western panhandle and western Louisiana later this week. Louisiana must be like, just stop it. We're over this. And we're on the 27th named storm of the 2020 Atlantic hurricane season. I saw that. Yes. We could get some wintry mix oh or snow. Oh, my goodness, right? Did you see that? Yeah. Tomorrow w- morning. Well, overnight. French toast. Uh, yeah, this is going to start this evening uh, in the city in which we live. Uh, they're saying that there could be even some little wintry snow coming in. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be real cold. Um uh, in this area, so make sure you please wear a jacket tomorrow because the weather is going to be a little bit chilly. Uh, you can kind of tell yesterday too, but uh, looks like for the let's look at the weather real quick now that we're talking about it. Uh, Tuesday, ooh, thirty-eight degrees and possible snow showers in the morning. You know what? Good. <laughs> yeah, that. Well, I mean, good, good and bad, but here we are. Today is going to be 71. Tomorrow is going to be 38. So just a little bit of a difference in temperature. 30, oh, 38 is the high or the low? That's the high. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the high is supposed to be 38 tomorrow. Uh, so. Oh, good. I got a sweater for Christmas last year, and it never got cold enough to wear it, actually, in the months of January, February, or March. So uh-huh. Maybe I'll get to wear my Christmas sweater. Yeah, and it looks like there's going to be a, at least 16, 15, 16 mile per hour winds, too. So it'll be a bit chilly tomorrow. Make sure you bring a jacket. Swing over to California. California is going to see extreme extreme fire conditions today as powerful winds are going to blow through parts of the Golden State. Also be low humidity, dry conditions, which are uncomfortably similar. These are circumstances that led to the destructive fires like 2019's Kincaid Fire, 2018's Camp Fire, Pacific Gas and Electric. They are cutting power to thousands of homes just as a precaution ahead of these dangerous conditions, which are expected to continue until at least tomorrow. Just over, yes. Nothing for me. Okay. Uh, Just over a week until Election Day, and almost 240 million people are eligible to vote this year. Voter turnout for this election could reach the highest in more than a century. Early voting begins in Maryland today. In Colorado, Washington, Montana, it's the last day to register to vote. Mike's president, Mike Pence, he ain't slowing down his campaign schedule, despite members of his office, including his chief of staff, having tested positive for COVID-19. Mike Pence also plans to preside over the Senate vote on Amy Coney Barrett's confirmation to the Supreme Court today. Democrats, they're upset, while Republicans aren't as bothered by his presence, saying they trust him to be responsible while he's there. As vice president, Pence is the president of the Senate and may cast votes, usually done if there is a tie. And like we just said, today's the day for Judge Amy Coney Barrett, expected to become the ninth justice on the Supreme Court, solidifying a 6-3 to three conservative majority on the bench. Republican-led Senate is expected to confirm her to the high court in a vote tonight, finishing the fast-paced nomination over Democratic objections. Barrett is likely to be sworn in as soon as maybe even Monday or Tuesday, could take part in contentious Supreme Court cases on the Affordable Care Act or election-related disputes. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said that Democrats, they should have been helping this process instead of trying to stand in the way of the progress that they're making. Wait, it's not playing at all. I don't know why there's no sound coming out Mm. of my computer. This is our first day back from a week of vacation. <laughs> well, it just this, says it's all, the sound's off. But, okay, wait. Ah, I got it. Yeah. I think I got that it. computer is weird. Dude, right? 
Well, I can't print anything on my computer. <laughs> yeah, what's going on? Look at all those documents. I know. I can't print any of them. <laughs> okay, it's working, I think. No, it's not. What's good? I don't know. Anyways, Welcome he says back. basically, well, I mean, I said it, and that's basically how he said it. That's Mitch McConnell? And I said the Democrats <laughs> all said. Did you see his hands in a photo last week? Oh, oh, my God, yes. Did he, God. Hor- did he touch a horcrux? What is happening? Like, is that He's, what was going on Oh, there? I did it. Oh. Sorry, I got excited. Wait, wait, wait. We got to talk Back about to his hands. hands. Hold on. I need to look he this up now. He says it's McConnell. totally fine, but his Man. hands look like a different color. <laughs> like they he had... trying to give himself the stranger and he, he just like look, he I don't want to sound I don't want to sound bad when I say this, but all I saw were like side-by-side images of Mitch McConnell and then his hands, and I thought, why are they putting a black man's hands next to Mitch McConnell? <gasps> it looks like advanced frostbite oh, or yeah. just some kind Come of... Uh, I, I, I oh my know. gosh, yeah, what is like, going on? It exactly. looks like Dumbledore's hand after he touched the Horcrux, he, right? He was doing a, a, pre- a thing in front of the press, and like the reporters are asking are you feeling okay? And he's like, I'll never feel better. Well, what do you ask? Yo, you're right, though. And also, if you drop the mask, don't pick it up, boo. Just throw it away after that and get a new one. He, like, drops his mask on the ground. He's like, let me grab it with my whore. Let me use my strong hand. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> grab that off the ground. What is going on? Is your bu- blood supposed to pool in your hands like that? And then I- what's going on with his mouth? Like, he's got, like, this weird... I'm telling you, he was trying to give himself a stranger, and he sat on his hand for too long. He took it too far. Gross. Also, I got a cold sore, I'll say. Yeah, he kind of has like a bruise on his his, uh, lip almost above it. What's going on, boo? You Oh, did he touch a Horcrux, though? Don't let Mike Pence go anywhere near Mitch McConnell. (laughs) Or you know what? Go ahead. Do whatever you want to (laughs) do. Well, here is, I don't know. Uh, Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer blasted his Republican colleagues for moving forward with Barrett's confirmation, especially during the given circumstances. I'm so sorry. I just saw our new COVID cases and I literally jumped. Yeah. Is it up to two over two? <gasps> uh, everyone guess. I'm guessing no. 2000. No. No. Uh, it must Remember be yesterday, more than a thousand. Yesterday's were, uh, let's look. We've topped over a thousand for a week straight every day, haven't we? Mm-hmm. It was like a um, thousand nine hundred. Yesterday was 517 cases. Okay. W- was what? I'm gonna go 517. Nine, I'm going to go 900 some today. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm committed. I'm going two grand. <laughs> I'll go with, I'll go 850. For 1,443 oh! new cases. Those are cumulative, though. That means cases that are active right now. Include- no, no, no new these are cases. new, these are new, new cases. cases. The active cases were up over like sixteen thousand or something like that. No, there are twelve thousand four hundred and seventy active cases right now. I think I'd feel safer in the room with Mike Pence and his COVID <laughs> than I would with Mitch McConnell <laughs> and his weird. black hands. I know uh, that was a thing. It's not COVID, I tell you. I see. I see. I mean, it's, it's definitely. Leprosy. We're not going to name <laughs> names, but someone was upset because Buzz was in Oklahoma and was saying that, you know, he needs to quarantine for two weeks because he came back. It and wasn't I'm like, just Buzz, girl. It was you, too. Hey, yeah, me, too. <laughs> but they were all upset. I'm like, y'all, I was in California and they had like maybe 300 cases in their county that day. I'm more worried about that chick being here, like at Albertsons. Like, the the cases here are bad. Oh, yeah. No, I feel like I have come back to to 
much more of the danger zone yeah. than when I was gone. Like we are the fact that we are on ABC World News tonight, Good Morning America, CNN, like the fact that we're having to see ourselves on the national news, I mean, it's bad here right now. And I think that's where people are I think all of you should get tested and me and Lisa don't have to. <laughs> How do you like that? <laughs> Buzz sends out an all email to everyone. I would like to say, as I just came back into town, I don't feel safe. Other than that, <laughs> other than than Joe Ware's wedding in a barn, I, I didn't go any place. Joe Ware's wedding in a barn. Yeah. <laughs> How was that? Later on, you and I are going to talk. I want to hear about this barn wedding. What are you talking yeah. about? We're doing this on the air. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, well, I, I want that. that update, man. Fanciest barn in the whole county. Was it? Uh-huh. <laughs> do you have pictures? Yeah, probably. I mean, probably. How do you not know? How do you? Yeah. Well, I think my friend Jeff <laughs> took a bunch of pictures, and they ended up on. It was kind of a scandal because I had uh, a Shiner Bach in my hand, and my mom saw it. So. <gasps> oh my! Oh, your mom goodness. got to go too? No, no, she saw the picture on Jeff's oh, Facebook. Buzz. Would oh, they have buzz. tagged you on Facebook? She, you were pretty active on Facebook while you were gone, by the way, dude. Were you that bored? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do anything. I mean, I was just... Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I understand because I was the same way. Everyone's like, oh, she's probably having the time of her life over in California. I'm like, no, dude, we're still in a pandemic. Like, we did nothing. We baked. Every day and Lisa we... was like, hey, guys. No, I didn't. I'm still here. Yeah, every day I was Under in our little blankets. group chat. <laughs> still up early in the morning like, hey, y'all, what you doing? <laughs> going on over there uh the the most social thing i did is i went to lunch with my mom my dad and like five of my elderly aunts and we went to <laughs> chewy's <laughs> nice. what a fiesta i love it um do you want to like take a break and then we'll go i don't know do you want to take a break brandon we'll in charge yeah we should probably take a break <laughs> They're talking about a second wave. So what? What's happening? Wait, in do we even have a wave? I thought this we is still the going. first wave, I believe. Right? Doesn't the wave have to go down before you can call it a down. second wave? Yeah. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, we're going to jump right back into news. We have a couple more stories to get to, and then we need to update Monster Madness. Where, where are we? Are we at the uh, Elite Eight or Final Four? Yeah, we're getting down to the um, the Final Four, the last matchup. There's still, you get about 45 minutes to vote between Pennywise and Leatherface. Okay. But well, the other three, um, the other three in the Final Four have been decided, and one of the articles just went up a couple hours ago. All right, so you can go and check that over at buzzadamshow.com and see how our tournament bracket starts for... Monster Madness. Back to Lisa Sanchez with our news headlines. All right, Lisa, what else is going on today? Well, good morning. When it comes to COVID, um, 225,000 Americans have now died. U.S. death toll surpassed that week. Um, other milestone uh, number was recorded on Sunday. Uh, Nation reported 200,000 deaths on September 22nd. Number is swiftly approaching the number of American soldiers that were killed during World War II. Oh, but wait, he's doing a great job. Remember, yeah, they've done amazing. That was 291,000 people from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Well, when Borat's daughter interviewed Rudy Giuliani, mm-hmm. he said there would have been like a million people dead if it hadn't been for Trump. Well, there you go. And then he stuck his hand down his pants for some reason. <laughs> that was just for fun. You don't know. Funsies. 
yeah, the U.S. just hit its highest seven-day case average since the pandemic began. Um, White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows outright said yesterday, quote, we're not going to control the pandemic. Instead, he said the administration would focus on vaccines and treatments. And when it comes to the vaccine front, we've heard from the lead expert, Dr. Anthony Fauci, uh, saying what he thought of when we could potentially see a safe vaccine or at least see when we could see it. The U.S. remains the worst affected country by the pandemic, both in deaths and confirmed cases. Right now, there's over 8.6 million Americans that contracted the illness. States grappling with the highest number of daily cases. Those are in the Midwest, which includes Wisconsin, Ohio, and Indiana. But in our own backyard, the El Paso County Judge, um, Ricardo Samaniego, ordered a 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. curfew daily due to the El Paso's COVID crisis. Curfews in effect for both the county and the city started last night. It will continue for two weeks. In these two weeks, El Pasoans are being asked to stay home if possible, unless you are an essential employee. They're asking people to stay home to try and help alleviate some of the serious stress that hospitals are under right now. Right now, our hospitals are at 100% capacity, um, which is why we're seeing other areas like the convention center being turned into a mobile hospital and also the state asking if the old William Beaumont Army Medical Center can be turned into another hospital to take non-COVID patients. Um, law enforcement agencies will be enforcing the curfew along with the mask face face mask requirement and other mandates will be serving out fines. According to this, I believe the fines are 500 if you're not out, if you're out past. Everybody got their letter, by the way, just in case. I, I literally last Remember night the I was letter like, ah. that they gave us all at the beginning of this thing, just in case, because we're essential employees. And I we... legit deleted See, that because I thought, oh, I'm not going to need it again. I think Please when people stop. hear like Joanna that, forwarded. that we're all considered essential like, employees, laugh at us. Yeah, the reaction is, yeah, they're not taking this seriously. <laughs> well, yeah, because you know it's essential. Learning what a purple dolphin is. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. So $500 fine for breaking curfew, $250 fine for not wearing a mask. Those are the numbers that they're working with. Yeah, yeah let's see how many they, how many of those they actually pay up on, or or even hand out. I mean, but that and but and that's the problem is a lot of people have that mindset, but they're like, do it. So I saw this report online because I was out of state mm-hmm. last week, and it was a report about the mayor and the county judge and everybody. And, they and had, you're like, hey, that's where I live. <laughs> no, but it it had them all up there, and they were announcing these restrictions. None of them had a mask, and I I get it's like well they were you know they were taking precaution. If you want everybody to wear a mask, and you know they're taking pictures, mm-hmm. wear a mask. I, I mean, wear a mask and they, talk through it. Otherwise, I it think rings kind of hollow. Yeah, they finally figured that out because of finally. Other, well, the, one of the things they oh, would complain about too was the fact that they're all sharing the microphone and like they're putting their mask on the podium. Like one person takes a mask off, puts it on the podium, they talk into the microphone, and then the next person comes up there, puts their mask off, and puts it on the same spot on the podium. So now you see them in between talking. You know, they need to have one, one person up there as like, hey, you know, I'd like to have everybody talk, but because of what I'm about to say, we got to take this very seriously. And that person wears a mask as like, I'll repeat anything if you don't hear it right, but I'm trying to set an example here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looks like I, a party up there. I think, yeah, the problem is that you're telling people to do something, but then when we when people see you doing the exact opposite, it's like, how do you expect me to want to abide by these rules? This is how people think. And then, but you're not doing it yourself. So why, why can you get away with not doing it? 
Or why can you have this? I mean, I saw that KVIA kind of went into uh, the fact that there were some exemptions made for different uh, large social gatherings. And they're like, okay, so why are these events cool to have? We need to treat it like purge night. It's like like you lock yourself up to that to that extent. It's like if you're out on the street, anybody can kill you. Have you seen all the movies? No. Not all of them. Because I, I saw watched, election night, though. Ah, see, I, we we started. I think it was the first purge. The first purge sucked. Not the first purge movie. The movie, the first purge. Yeah, that's the one where they're in uh, Staten Island, I believe. Yeah, I got to tell you, I was I was hooked. Watch. Mm-hmm. I, I think we watched the first twenty minutes. Oh and... well, maybe if I watched it under the lens of COVID nineteen, <laughs> I'd enjoy it more. But I thought it sucked. The first pur the very first purge, was a good movie. Well, we know Daver's listening because he just sent everybody the letters again. Oh, thank you, <laughs> Daver. We do need those. My yeah. letter of transit. That was that was my thinking this morning. I was like, am I going to get pulled over on my way to work? Like, <laughs> they're going to be real strict about, There's like, what Lisa are you doing now? in like a bat out of hell from her street. The only problem yeah. is it didn't send the letters. The attachments weren't there. Daver, the attachments weren't there, buddy. Oh, oh no. no. Daver resent it. You know he's on top of it. It's Daver. You have to go there all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, like, let's, let's, go. let's go ahead and push on through this. What's up? Uh, yeah, so they say that the uh, curfew is happening. School districts are being advised to postpone football. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Okay, we're going to have this, but the locomotives can still have a game? Well, not anymore. They're done. Well, the, but they, they were allowing the them, and so they're saying, like, oh, Little League, you guys are the problem. We're shutting no, you I, down. My, that, that was out of – that's what they were saying is that was out of uh, DeMargo's hands. That oh, came from the Lisa governor. was Lisa here when we interviewed DeMargo? No, I left that. No, right. She was gone. Yeah. So, so So that's how that works. It's basically when it came to the locomotive in UTEP, it was basically that outranked any of the city and county officials. So they were still allowed to have games with people in the stands. Where here in the city, they were like, well, whatever we can control, we're gonna say no. Our UTEP game ended up getting canceled anyway because the other team couldn't travel. Yeah, because they had a bunch of COVID nineteen cases. Well, my question is too. So, how does it work? Like, uh. Hmm? I had a point and I forgot it. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's like I say, first day back from vacation. Yeah. Well, no, because it's it's kind of like okay, well, how can they tell certain teams like baseball, football, whatever sports are happening at this moment? Uh, you know, you can have fans or you can have fans, but then we can't do that on a local level. I think they looked at it and said, "Hey, li- listen, this pandemic's serious. We need to we need to not have large gatherings, but." It is football, and it is Texas, so I guess that's okay. <laughs> there you go, and that's the end of that. Uh, yeah. Also, f- over 400 passengers won't be flying Delta anytime soon. The airline has listed 460 customers that refused to wear masks during the pandemic, and they are now on the no-fly list because of that. Uh, congratulations. You won't mer- wear a mask. You're in the same category as a bin Laden family member. <laughs> <laughs> in a letter to employees, the CEO said... That wearing a mask is among the simplest and most effective action that we can take to reduce transmission, which is why Delta has long required them for their customers and for their people. Uh, they announced the bans. They're st- encouraging staff to still um, to wear masks and to promote them. You know, that was the thing. So I flew when I flew to California and I actually felt very safe in the airport and in on the airplanes, too. Uh, because of, I flew there on Southwest, and they're still limiting the middle seat. Uh, so I wasn't sitting next to anybody. 
Uh, and even in the airport, too, you could tell people are just kind of staying in their own little like circles or whoever they're with and kind of just staying by themselves. Um, so but the actual, you know, you can see them, the TSA, like re-sanitizing all of the different containers they put your stuff in and um, just what, the, the look, planes themselves. Look at this video. This just came out. Yes. This is on a JetBlue flight from Jamaica to the U.S. Bahamas. And the guys, Come on, pretty mama. No, it's Jamaica to uh, JFK, and the guy's yelling the N-word, so there are a lot of beeps here, but the guy's, and it's all about, it's a dispute over whose seat, and eventually he dumps water on one of the flight attendants' heads. Oh, no, that's not the one. (laughs) Crud. And I set it up. Oh, what video was that? Oh, my God. They just hit the roof. No, it. You know, it's that thing where if you play the video and it'll start and go to the next video, and it did that, but let me see if I can get this up real quick. Monday after vacation, guys. I got I got to point out. Why is he wearing a hat? Oh, okay. he, he's, wear, he's wearing <laughs> a, a Burger King crown. That's a Burger King crown. It's amazing. And he's got a mask, but it's down around his chin, so that's basically that a chin a face diaper. Tattoo? I don't know, or a birthmark? I can't. He's tell. got that Drew Brees mark. It's bigger than that. It almost looks like a splotch on Mitch McConnell's hand. <laughs> oh no! <gasps> yeah, you can kind of make that out. So he's throwing the N word around. He's saying that he's mm-hmm. part. West African. I think he's part drunk, uh, just from the sound of things. <gasps> Yo, she gonna mess him up. Do it, girl. Do it. Oh, that guy's nuts. That dude's unhinged, man. Yeah, there's some definite problems going on. Dude, but that chick was like throwing bows. I respect that about her. <laughs> that was just a big N word that he threw out there. Damn. Mm. It's like oh, going no, to Michael girl. Richards' stand up. Oh, and then it, it's got a tweet here. So, JetBlue, what y'all going to do about this? Got my <laughs> lawyer on standby. Is that the dude? No, I think that's the woman. The woman that he was yelling at? Okay, so anyway, I, I think that's an example of the kind of behavior that might get you banned. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Monster Madness, which is going on right now. At Buzz Adams Show, I think there's only a few minutes left in one of the matchups, though. So what do we have in our final four? So far in the final four, we know one matchup that's already up there. You can go vote for it now. If you go to buzzadamshow.com, Freddy or Jason. Which is they actually did than, a movie about that, didn't uh, they? Yeah, which is different than any of the other matchups because this one had an actual movie. Um, but you can vote. So it's the semifinals. You've got that's one side of the bracket. The other side of the bracket, you're going to have Michael Myers, and he's going to take on the winner between Leatherface and Pennywise. It and seems it's like really maybe a close. lot of a lot of top seeds 
did yeah. well. Yeah, and it's really close between Leatherface and Pennywise right now. you got about another 15 minutes where you can go vote. Head to buzzadamshow.com for the Leatherface versus Pennywise matchup because then that one's decided. We're going to take on Michael Myers. Yeah, absolutely. Can I express an opinion without oh, – I don't want to influence the vote, but I would much rather the like be stalked by Leatherface than Pennywise. Because Pennywise is more terrifying? Well, because Leatherface just avoid his neighborhood. Yeah. You know, don't don't let your car break down. Not to mention, you don't know who country. Pennywise is. It's like the, he could be impersonating it's someone. It's the supernatural aspect right. of Pennywise that makes mm-hmm. him more terrifying. Don't so, yeah. look into sewers. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Don't follow uh, red balloons. But you can find that at buzzadamshow.com. Go vote on Pennywise versus Leatherface, and then the winner is going to move on. And you can vote as many times as you want, too. Stuff the ballot. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, we don't care. With no voter suppression going on here at all. Yeah. Let's uh, go ahead and get to our true crime report for today. Actual crime stories from around the world and across the nation. Here's one that I don't have nearly enough details, but I think it's interesting enough. Just the headline. A guy in Ireland called the police to report that he'd left his bag Mm -hmm. with 40,000 dollars worth of cocaine on a train okay actually it was forty-seven thousand. so he calls the police and says i left my bag it had forty-seven thousand dollars worth of cocaine on the train all we have is that he was just sentenced to four years in prison but does that mean they found the bag or they didn't find the bag they're like it sounds like they must have found the bag right yeah because they would need the evidence you could say (laughs) i had this yeah i agree i think they had to have they had to have found the bag. I hate to give this guy credit, and I understand this is a story that you did last week, but it was just interesting enough. Mm-hmm. I wanted to bring it up. Uh, 37-year-old Bradley Young went into a Walmart in North Naples, Florida on Sunday, and he checked out in the self-checkout line, and he checked out about $1,000 worth of items. Mm-hmm including a scooter, a navigation system, and batteries. But his total came to under $25. Mr. Young had hit a packet of Kool-Aid in his hand, so he pretended he was scanning all of his big items, but he had really palmed the barcode for the Kool-Aid packet, which was 24 cents, so every item rang up at 24 cents. Yeah. I kind of had to, uh, we talked about this one last week, and Joanna... Yeah, I was like, I don't She's like, get how the hell does that work? It's basically he's just scanning the same thing over and over, and he's got it cupped inside of his hand. But they checked his receipt when he left. I mean, they generally check. I mean, it's like maybe fifty fifty. Well, they checked his receipt because somebody had recognized him as a shoplifter from, from the yeah. same store. But the other thing too, if you're walking out with a ton of expensive stuff, they're going to check your receipt, right? Yeah, if you got a bunch of big ticket items, they're they're going to check it out. Yeah. My mom uses the self-checkout line. And Does it make you feel sad because she can figure it out, but you can't? I can figure it out. It's just, but it, <laughs> it, it always makes me wonder, how do they know if I'm doing it right? Like, even if I screwed up, I could I could probably claim ignorance. Or if you wanted to like intentionally do it. you scan those organic bananas, what? you scan the regular bananas? I, I don't know. There's got to be a lot of ways that, that you could kind of fudge the numbers. I mean, don't. Get a thousand dollars worth of stuff and have it come out to under twenty five, but I'm sure there are a lot of corners you could cut. Here is a story 
that has an audio clip along with it. A shoplifter was in a police chase in Los Angeles. And in L.A., they do this thing when the police are chasing somebody. There's a good chance there's going to be a helicopter from one of the TV stations following it, too. I mean, you know that from the O.J. thing, right? Right. Tuesday afternoon, a guy allegedly shoplifted from a Home Depot in Glendora, California. He sped off when the cops came, so a classic Southern California police chase was on. But this one had a twist. During the chase, the guy pulled into a gas station. And maybe I'll just let the helicopter reporter take over describing what's going to happen here. All right, so the guy is being chased by police. He pulls into a gas station. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like NASCAR coverage, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. He filled up with gas. By the way, have you noticed I haven't given the guy's name? Why? They haven't caught him yet. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. He's really good. Or they're the guy, really bad. Did he go in for the tire change? Too? You understand that when he bro, went in, bro. he went in to pay for the gas. Yeah. He filled up with a, I guess he just put a little bit of gas in there and was gone before the police could get there. He drove for more than an hour after that until he finally pulled into a parking garage near downtown Los Angeles and ran off on foot. But there is no word in this story about whether the cops ever ended up catching him or identifying him or anything. Well, a couple went on a tender date that ended up in a police chase and arrest, and it was a first date. These people had just met each other that same night. A guy named Brandon Hembree from Tulsa met a woman on you know what i said tinder it doesn't specify tinder but it just says dating app they went out on wednesday night as they were driving a a police officer tried to pull them over and that is when mr hembry and his tinder date sped well he sped off the tinder date didn't have any idea any of this was going on so the first date turned into a high-speed police chase which only ended after Mr. Hembree blew through some stop signs. Eventually, he decided to pull over. It turns out he had an outstanding warrant for five traffic and drug offenses. And now he's facing more charges, including the eluding police. Police let his date go, which seems fair. She said she didn't know he was wanted. And I presume (laughs) she doesn't want him either, but... That is an assumption. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Women like bad boys sometimes, so maybe there's going to be a second date when it gets (laughs) out. And uh, finally, take a look on the screen if anybody's watching. I got a picture. I need you to turn it on because yours is off, so I can't get this screen. What? My what is off? (laughs) What's off? Turn the stream on. Mm Mm-hmm. What? Remember how they taught (laughs) you to turn the thing on your computer on so that we could see your monitor? Uh, update now. Remind me no. later. Remind you later. later. <laughs> Remind you later. All right. Start, Start streaming. streaming. Okay. Well, hopefully, yeah. as soon as this picture there goes go. up, Thank this you. is the uh, victim of a home invasion. 
This okay. is Jay Leone, who is a retired police officer himself. He's 90. Look at that guy. He looks great. Yeah, wow. He kind of looks like he's still got it going on, like you know, like an older Burt Reynolds yeah, type of sure. thing going on. Um, a lot better than Burt Reynolds is. He survived oh, being shot in the jaw during a burglary. <laughs> and now the burglary suspect is suing him for returning fire. Oh, Tom uh, Selleck is on Blue Bloods. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah. That's the other mustachioed man. Oh, saying all those mustaches look alike. Well, this is this is Jay Leone, who's 90 years old, and there's a suit. The suspect alleges that he, was, he negli- negligently shot him. However, Mr. Leone only shot him after he had been shot in the jaw. Oh. oh. He's got good aim when he's in pain. According to CBS San Francisco, the suspect, Samuel Cutrafelli, is charged with two counts of attempted murder after he shot Mr. Leone in the face. Police say Cutrafelli was wounded when Leone returned fire. All right, now listen to how the old man explains this, Mr. Leone. Uh, he said the, the unknown uh, home invader kicked in the door. He said he was ordered not to move as the house was searched for valuables. But after a while, and keep in mind this guy's 90, okay? After a while, Leon insisted that he had to use the bathroom and convinced his captor to let him go to the bathroom. It was a ruse. Leon, who is a former police officer, had a <laughs> 357 revolver stashed in the bathroom. So when he came out of the bathroom, he had the gun with him and pointed it at the burglar. This is when the burglar fired, hitting Leon in the cheek. And this is a quote from uh, from Jay Leon. He opened up on me. He got me on the first shot. Uh, Leon, a former Marin County Sheriff's deputy, paused before returning fire. The gunman had time to beg for his life, but Leon emptied his weapon anyway. Jeez. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and it... Like, this is the the old man's version of the story. After he shot me, I looked him straight in the eye. He says, don't kill me, don't kill me, I've got a daughter. I said, F you, pow, 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 pow. (laughs) The ordeal wasn't over, though. Three of the shots hit the invader, but he still rushed Leon and tried to shoot the 90-year-old with his own weapon. Sure enough, oh, this is Mr. Leon talking again. I'm going to do it in an old man voice just so it kind of, you know, rings true. Sure enough, he wrestled me to the floor and put the gun to my head, pulled the trigger, and it went click. No. And then he got all panicky. He ran out the door. <laughs> um, so the Kutrafeli Kutru, called the police claiming that he had accidentally shot himself. I guess I did it three times, officer. No. Uh, they took him to the hospital for treatment, but also arrested him on suspicion of burglary and attempted murder. Now he has obtained a lawyer and is suing uh, the 90-year-old man, man that he shot in the jaw first. So if you think that that sounds a little crazy, I would say I probably uh, agree with that. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. We're going to talk to Al Petrelli, one of the founding members of Trans-Siberian Orchestra. That's coming up here in just a few moments. But before we get to that, we've got time to do an entertainment report. So with her finger on the pulse of Hollywood, 
movies, television, and more. Here's Joanna Barbie. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. MGM has no intentions of scrapping a theatrical debut for its upcoming James Bond film, No Time to Die, despite postponing its release for the fourth time. I thought I oh I thought I'd I didn't read the article, but I thought I saw a blurb saying they were gonna they were gonna stream it. Right. So the studio has reportedly gotten offers from Netflix, Apple. Uh, TV Plus to stream the movie and discussions about a uh, a pay-per-view on-demand release, but they've apparently Turned rejected those, those offers. Mm. Yeah, they refused the offers. Uh, but change uh, could be coming to it because they have to release the movie at some point. So, but they are aiming for that April release date. So, but don't hold your breath for it to be on streaming. Does it? Does it- I'm, I'm when I say anybody, I'm sure somebody does. But does anybody here really look forward to a new James Bond movie? I don't even think I've seen a James Bond movie. You've never seen a James Bond movie? I've never uh-uh. seen one either. Yeah, really, never seen yeah. any of them. So the ones with Daniel that. Craig are pretty good. Heard there's something shaken so and not this stirred. Yeah, uh, this would be the final Daniel Craig one. And I uh, guess the Daniel the Craig ones are okay, but they're not. I mean, they're not so much better than than the Pierce Brosnan ones or the, you know, any of them. I think I played like it's fine. Uh, the GoldenEye video game. Does that count for? Ah, snap! Yeah. That was cool. sure. Yeah, that counts. Netflix's Unsolved Mysteries will be getting a weekly podcast as a companion to the show. The podcast will feature new cases not previously discussed on the show, have a narrator, and will feature the show's original theme music. The podcast will also retain the interviews with those involved with the case and requests of further information from the viewers like the original show does. It will release in 2021. Perhaps somebody listening to that podcast could help figure out the mystery. Perhaps that someone is you. <laughs> nice. Done, done. And finally, Sasha Baron Cohen is thankful to President Donald Trump, who gave his new Borat sequel some free publicity after its release on Friday. He's hit back at the president, who called him unfunny, an unfunny creep while speaking to reporters. That's on your Air friend. One. <laughs> wait, wait, whose friend? Your friend is an unfunny creep. That's Rudy Giuliani. Right. Uh-huh. Baron Cohen replied on Twitter. No, saying, J- Rudy was hilarious. Oh, my God. <laughs> That little old man. Barry Cohen <laughs> replied on Twitter saying, Donald, I appreciate the free publicity for Borat. I admit I don't find you funny either, yet the whole <laughs> world laughs at you. I'm always looking for people to play racist buffoons, and you'll need a job after January 20th. Let's talk. Yay! Some previously unreleased footage from Borat 2 was released on Borat's official Twitter account on Friday showing an actress from the movie apparently getting into the White House. Reporters quizzed Trump on the potential security concern, and he insisted he knows what happened following up his answer by saying phony Baron Cohen disguised himself as a BBC anchor to scam him 15 years ago. With entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. You watched it, right? I did. All right. See if you can fill in the next line. (laughs) Dr. Fauci, what we gonna do? Injective with the Wuhan flu. (laughs) Journalist, what we gonna do? Chop them up like the Saudis do. Crowd, oh the whole crowd is singing. How excited is that guy, though? He's like, he's using my song. Yeah, my song. Say what you will, but those rednecks took him in mm-hmm. without any question. Those and rednecks they were like, Arcasa is Sukasa, man. Salt of the earth people. <laughs> yeah. They helped him find his daughter. Let's, they were like on a QAnon website. I can't find a bleeping pen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Great yeah, but it, but, it, but it wasn't funny at all.
So. Right. It was an unfunny. I don't know. There was only, did you notice, uh, for me, I was trying to figure out if they ever broke character. And there's one scene that I saw the female break character. The daughter? Yeah. And it was when they were talking to the plastic surgeon. And she's <laughs> like, please do not make me look ugly. And he's like, I promise you, you will not oh look. Oh my God. I just, that one plastic surgeon where he's all like, would you sleep with my daughter? And he's like, well, if, if, your her, dad wasn't, if your dad wasn't here. Wasn't, <laughs> Oh, my God. Old men are creepy. That is, I think, the moral of the movie. All right, let's uh, do a quick Mo Show calendar and daily almanac of events. We got a few notable birthdays going on today. John Hader, who played Napoleon Dynamite. 43. Wow. 43 years old. Seth MacFarlane, who uh, created Family Guy. I'm a big fan of The Orville, uh, which was a show that he had on. It had one season. I recommend it. He's 47. Country star Keith Urban is having a birthday today. He's 53. And Carrie Elways, who played the man in black from The Princess Bride, is 58 today. Former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton is having a birthday. Hillary is 73 years old today. And also Wheel of Fortune host Pat Sajak having a birthday at 74. Today's National Pumpkin Day. We played an alt-fat quiz earlier. Did we? Yeah, we won that. I remember celebrating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We. And well, yeah, I mean, Joanna got the last an, one right for you. It was an ev- a team yeah, effort. Team effort. It sure. was. <laughs> good. And uh, on this date, 139 years ago, Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday yeah. faced the Clanton gang in the famous shootout of the, the OK, OK Corral. Corral. Oh, and oh, speaking of which. Oh, my really God, quick, Brandon. We came up. So this is something we did last week, and it's something we should probably do at some point this week. Mm-hmm. Name your top three movies of all time, any genre, anything, but you're Just locked in three. to those three movies. And Joanna and I realized, like, well, this is incredibly difficult. And one of mine Dude, was I Tombstone. still don't have my third one. See? So think about that. Let's <sighs> get through this. But exactly. like, you have three. your top three, and you can only pick three. I feel like I like I feel like I know a lot about the gunfight at the OK Corral, but that's only if, from Tombstone. If Tombstone was historically accurate, and I I don't even know if that if it is or not. <laughs> <laughs> but I know like uh, uh, then Billy Zane showed up, and he was this good looking actor, and uh, the dude from Beverly Hills 90210 kind of had a crush on him, and then there was a gunfight. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, we're going to talk to our buddy Al Petrelli, who has been with trans Orchestra since the very, very beginning. Mm-hmm. You know what? And if, if we have time, even after Al has to go, if we have time, let's, you know, do some, uh, you know, some uh, trans Orchestra here in just a few minutes. Hi, Al. Good morning, my brother. How are you? Very, very good. So, um, I, I want to know first of all: is this the first time in the past? Oh, what's it been? Twenty eight, twenty seven, twenty eight years that th- there has not been a tour uh, at Christmas from Trans Siberian Orchestra. First time ever. Yeah, we've never even canceled the show. We've never been late. So, the fact that we have to have a conversation about a, a canceled tour is completely like heartbreaking and surreal. I, yeah, I still can't get my head around it. Yeah, but. This is what the world is right this now. This is so, our reality. Yeah, here we are. Yeah, we got to work with what, what we have to deal with. So there is going to be a TSO presentation, 
And why don't you tell us about it, when it's going to happen and what it's going to be? Well, what the O'Neill family and, you know, and Paul had taught me over the years is that, you know, things go upside down. You adapt, you overcome, and you improvise, and you figure it out. You know, so, I mean, we were all glued to our TVs and what, you know, whatever news uh, source we had to hope to God that the numbers were going the correct way over the summer. But, you know, as we all know, that didn't happen. So by, I don't know, the very last moment at the end of August, we had to pull the plug on the tour. And I just sat there, like, scratching my head saying, what just happened, you know? But not too long after that, the O'Neill family and our managers, they kind of said, listen, dude, we're not going to lay down to this thing. Let's figure out a way that we could at least celebrate the holidays in 2020, albeit differently, but we got to do something. And for the first time ever, brother, we're going to have a Christmas Eve and other stories. There's going to be a live stream into the safety of everybody's living room. You know, so you all just stay in your pajamas, get the fireplace roaring, pour a glass, whatever you want, make it a double for me. <laughs> and let us- you know, let us bring the show to you. I mean, on December 18th, that Friday night at 8 p.m., you know, we're going to have Christmas Eve and other stories together. And instead of looking out in the audience and seeing, you know, 14,000, 15,000 of my closest friends, and you know, I'm going to be looking off the stage at 14 and 15 HD cameras. And at my age, that's very unnerving, but it is what it is. Um, how, many, uh, how many band and vocalists and everybody combined are, are going to be part of the show. But the full band, you full know, band? all of us, all, yeah. all the usual suspects, dude. You know, listen, tuxedos on, lasers going, video, all the bells and whistles that a TSO show is, and it will be it's live, just, right? The whole thing oh. will be live. Well, we're performing live. Yeah, we, we, there's no overdubs. There's no going to the studio and fix my mistakes. You know, this is like you know <laughs> when they say rolling, I'm going to look at the band and go, okay, let's hit this. Like it's the most important show of our lives because it really is. Let me do. You know? Let me do the uh, announcement of where you get these tickets. Uh, you can go mm-hmm. to transsiberian.com. That is transsiberian.com, and. You can watch it. I guess you've got a period of a couple of days when you can watch it. You know, if you want to watch it right then when it's when it's beamed out, uh, first you can, or you'll have forty eight hours. Watch it again. You know, if you yeah, if you if, get it. If you, yeah, if you can't get home, you know, if you're coming home from work, or whatever, because it's eight p.m. East Coast time. So, <clears throat> you know, if you don't rush home from work, don't sweat it. When you get home, you figure it out. Get everybody over that you're comfortable hanging out with, and then Presco, you get to tell me when to start the show. And you, like you said, you got it for 48 hours. And if I'm not mistaken, you can watch it as many times as you like over the course of the 48 hours. I got to tell you about how I got into a Broadway show last year by dropping your name. <laughs> <laughs> I, and you didn't get thrown out. All right, no, no. I, I take my daughter, who's uh, like a. I think she was 12 at the time, really got into Broadway, and I took her up and we had tickets for a couple of shows. Well, we had some extra time, you know, in New York, and we go over to where uh, Book of Mormon is showing. And I know 12 is too young to see Book of Mormon, but she's not a normal kid, and who are you to criticize my parenting, everybody? So (laughs) we go over, and the guy at the door is like, well, you know... uh, you know, we'll have to see if we're sold out, you know, usually sold out. And we started chatting, and he mentioned that he'd roadied for a bunch of years. Well, long story short, TSO was one of the ones. I'm like, oh, no I'm good friends with Al. And and Paul, the late Paul, used to send me bottles of champagne all the time. So mm-hmm. I, that might have just tipped the scale enough that we got in, got some pretty decent seats to see. Uh, uh, I'm so glad. Did you enjoy the show? I did enjoy the show. 
I mean, I felt I a little guilty. It, it, it's hysterical, and I think you might have even gotten us better seats than, than I could have gotten. So I just uh, wanted to make sure you don't mind me dropping that name every now of and then. Of course not. Listen, have at it, dude. <laughs> uh, this is coming up December 18th. That's when it's going to air. Go to uh, transsiberian.com, and you can get those tickets there. And just uh, all your favorites. I'm sure there's going to be some some you know some wrinkles thrown in and and you know some surprises coming up and it, it'll be a it'll be great fun for the whole family. Look, careful how you say wrinkles, my brother. I'll <laughs> do my best to look good. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have to let you go because you got so many uh, so many folks you need to talk to today. Yeah, we're going to well, miss listen, seeing you. Listen, I just listen. You know how much I love you guys and and how heartbreaking this is and how much we're going to miss being with you. Uh, you know, for 20-something years we've been coming through town. Every time we come there, you guys make us feel like it's a homecoming. So, you know, again, we're going to figure this out together, but we will do something very special this year, first time ever. And like you said, trans-siberian.com or tsolivestream.com. Um, you know, this is like the great act of defiance in light of everything that's going on. So, you know, nobody's going to stop us, and I can't wait to see all you guys next year and just put my arms around all you without a mask on and having to worry about it. All right, everybody stay safe. Everybody uh, tune tune in and uh, get this show and, and watch it. All right, thank you, Al. It's great talking uh, to you. Much love, my brother. I'll see you all soon. Stay all right, safe. We'll see you, Al. Our best to everybody. There is uh, Al Petrelli of TSO. He was there from the very beginning. And this was a song that 27 years ago came out? It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. I might be a little unclear, but is rock news is over? Like, we're not going to come back and pick it up? Probably not. I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay, that's fine. I got some interesting stuff I could talk about. Tell us about the uh, tell us about Joe Ware's wedding at the fanciest oh, bar yeah, yeah. in all of Oklahoma. Barn. Oh my God! I, <laughs> Super nice. Just I thought it was just going to be like in the city. You had to go down this road. It turned into a two lane. Then it turned into a dirt. You turn. It went on a like a gravel road. Did then you the go gravel through road like went, every step of a country song? Like it went from a gravel road to a to dirt, dirt road, road exactly and, like that. Until eventually, I was like, I must have taken a wrong turn. There's no way the fanciest barn in Okmulgee County is this far out, and it was. <laughs> so I get there, and the wedding's outside, and I would say about half of the people there had a mask with them. And uh, so the all my friends that I went to high school with that were there w- were wearing masks because most of us have moved on. We live in cities, but like I think the bride side of the family is from the country, and they, they, you know I can't say that I know for a fact they were looking at us weird, but it felt like they were looking at us like, oh, look at these city slickers with their masks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you wore a mask there. Yeah, I did. Okay. I, d- I didn't know well, if that was, like, customary now. What, to wear a mask? Well, in Oklahoma, like, in a barn. I don't know. I just felt like a lot of people wouldn't be wearing masks. A lot weren't. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Then the the party went inside oh. of the barn. So we're up in the, it's yeah. called a hayloft, I guess. Ooh, but it's, uh, it's real, I don't know, it's real nice. It was... <laughs> Uh, Let's got to hang out at a loft while he was in Okmogi. And then everybody... Now, technically, I was in Morris at this point. No, I was actually in Plankton. 
Okay, anyway, it doesn't matter where the barn was. It was in the county for sure. And once once they got inside and drinks and food started coming out, nobody was wearing a mask. And uh, that was about it, other than Jeff Alexander was taking pictures and took a picture of me with a Shiner Bach in my hand. My mom saw it, so I had to tell her that I was holding it for somebody. <laughs> Good Lord. Aww. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's he- it's Heather Nygaard's, but she went away. I just hold on to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mom, that was me. Pete Blanchard was there. I think you guys have heard me mention Pete, Pete Blanchard. Blanchard. Yeah. How's that son of a bitch doing? <laughs> <It's good. laughs> Moving back to Oklahoma after being in Dallas <laughs> for like 15 years. How fun. Mm-hmm. We need more Joanna acting like an old friend of yours. Yeah. I know, Pete right? Blanchard, how's that old SOB doing? <laughs> Any anything else you want to know? Uh, how was it out there? Like, what was the temper? Because see, I was interested to see, like, going back home to see how the 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 Rona pandemic was faring in different areas of the country. So, was it like were people like scared? Were people not going out places? I, or? Most people were wearing masks. I got to say, okay, like when I went to Walmart, which you got to do. Uh, yeah. It's kind of the cent- center. Got to go to the culture. watering hole. Yeah, the old Walmart. <laughs> Most of the people in there were were wearing masks, I would say. I was, I I wouldn't say I was surprised, but I kind of was a little bit at the lack of people wearing masks in in Palm Springs. And that clown you that LA? you sent us a picture of. Oh my gosh! Right? Cloud or clown? Clown. clown. What kind of clown? A creepy one. one. I have a picture I'll show you. But there was just a random clown, and they're like, don't you remember him? He used to go to this restaurant. And I'm like, oh, this is a traveling clown? Like, he hangs out at restaurants here in town? I don't remember this. I probably hid from him as a child. Uh, but no, like, people would wear their masks. Well, he probably gets hired. They used to have a clown that would be out every Saturday at, at, uh, Peter Pi- at one of the Peter Pipers. Listen, this is a creepy clown. I don't think a lot of people want to hire him. But he also was at a restaurant with adults, so, you know. In his clown getup? Oh, yeah. Like, the green, like the little bozo hair, Were red there a nose. bunch of other clowns with him? No, it was Did just they him. come in one tiny little car? No, sadly they didn't. <laughs> he didn't even make, like, a balloon animal or anything. I was a little upset. Um, but, no, so you would wear your mask into the restaurant, but then once you were in there... Nobody wore it. Like, no, to go to the bathroom. This is just super pissed you didn't get a balloon animal. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm leaving. Um, no, but I was shocked to see just, like, people were not abiding by the mask rule. And, you know, I'm I'm putting mine on, but even, you know, my friend's parents are like, ah, I'm not going to put it back on. I'm like, put your mask on, Maria. Like, we're not going to have this conversation. At least be, like, the good example around people. I'm not going to wear it and fighting me on it. I'm like, this is like dealing with toddlers, but this is my friend, my friends, their parents. Uh, but yeah, it just wasn't, but I, I think they're, it's kind of shocking because their numbers aren't as bad as ours. And I feel like the city for the most part does a pretty good job of people wearing masks and stores and things like that. It makes you wonder though, like, why is our number so much higher than other areas. It's gotten to the point where maybe you've seen this in a movie. Maybe it's a zombie movie. Maybe it's some other kind of pandemic movie where they have to convert something that is definitely not a hospital into a hospital. Like in mm-hmm. Contagion, they yeah. convert a high school gym into a hospital. The El Paso Civic Center will be converted into a medical care site, and some patients will be flown to other cities as local hospitals have been inundated with COVID-19 patients. A record 786 
patients were hospitalized on Sunday. That was a record. Did that record get broken? What was today's number? 14. I think it was, yeah. Yeah, 1,400. 1441 vote. The Civic Center site will have a capacity of 50 beds, but can expand to 100 beds if needed. And this is according to the officer of the office of Governor Greg Abbott. El Paso public health officials on Sunday again issued a plea for residents to stay home for two weeks and to help out to help curb the rapidly rising number of coronavirus infections. But when you have your I wonder if anybody wore a mask when they did that announcement yesterday because they had like 10 people up there. Now I'm wearing a mask and they're all talking into the same microphone. I believe, see, I'm willing to take to to take their advice, but there are some people who see that and it's just like, you just, you just ruined your own advice because you're not doing the thing you're telling everybody to do. Yeah. No, and that's part of the problem is that people say, it's like, do as I say, not as I do. And for others, you know, when they see in the news people not abiding by it, uh, that's when they said decide, well, I'm not going to do it either then. And, I mean, it's it's really, really hard because you have these businesses that are saying, hey, we still need to pay our bills. Like, please come and pay, you know, come and pay us a visit. But then also you have the health officials and the the workers, the nurses, the doctors, the people working in the hospital saying, we are done. We have 100% capacity. We cannot have anyone else just try and stay home and stop the spread. So it's a, there is no right or wrong answer, I guess you would say. We're screwed either way. I got a couple of uh, celebrity deaths that happened in the past few days that I want to tell you about. And tell me if you've heard any of these. The Amazing Randy passed away oh he was 92. yeah i saw that great documentary on him by the way i think it's on netflix you're not confused with the amazing jonathan are you nope okay the amazing randy amazing randy was the guy that would go out and debunk all of the um like the people who claimed to have these the, like uh psychological powers where they could move uh they could flip the pages of a book yeah with just their mind so, and- so the amazing randy was uh a magician himself so he knew all the tricks. So when somebody was claiming that what they were doing was paranormal, he would go on a show like Mike Douglas or Johnny Carson show or whatever, and then show you how they did it. And there's one where he just annihilated this guy named Uri Geller, yep, who was the spoon bending. I know that sounds crazy if you've never heard of him, but it was a big deal in the 70s. It's like, look at this guy. He can bend spoons with his mind. And then uh, the amazing Randy comes on and says, oh, here's how you do it. Uh but he would debunk phony psychics and people making bogus paranormal claims. Well, he died this week at the age of 92, so it was age-related causes. An Honest Liar was the documentary that they have on oh, him. And it goes I would into, love to watch that. He also used to work for Alice Cooper. And it goes into him and I think it was his boyfriend, and it still wasn't okay to be gay was randy they, was the amazing randy gay i believe yeah he was and his his boyfriend was from out of the country so they deported him and they wouldn't allow him back in the country and it was just it's insane go watch it's an uh, an honest liar is the name of the documentary I, I am going to watch that thank you for the heads up i know lisa and joanna and to a lesser extent brandon are big disney fans did you know that the original what do you Snow? Mean lesser extent. I got a Disney tattoo. It's got a full sleeve. All right. You know what? Jeez. Fine. Then you're full. I'm full extent. committed, baby. 
the model for the original Snow White. Well, I don't know original. Probably, that story probably goes back like two hundred years. But the you know the Disney the movie Disney that came story. out in the in the thirties. So, it, not the voice of Snow White. She would do the motions, and the artist oh, okay. would track what she right. did. She was a hundred and one. Wow. And she was the model for other Disney characters, but the one she was most famous for was Snow White. Marge Champion uh, passed away. So the animators for Disney would study her movements in order to make sure that Snow White moved uh, realistically. says that Marge started her career dancing and acting in the 30s. That was one of her first gigs was being the model for Disney Snow White in the 1937 Animated classic, Snow White and the Seven Dwar- Dwarfs. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Snow White and the Seven Dorks. And they were. She also was the the model that they based the artwork on for Dopey, the Blue Fairy in Pinocchio, the Hippo in Fantasia, and Mr. Stork in Dumbo. Um, so that's another celebrity that has passed away. Austin-based singer, songwriter, the great Jerry Jeff Walker uh, passed away. And he wrote what Richard Nixon said was his favorite song of all time. I just, that's like a factoid that sticks out. Uh, Mr. Bojangles. So you probably heard this song done by, I think it was a nitty-gritty dirt band. But it was written by Jerry Jeff Walker. And he wrote a lot of songs that were big hits for other artists. Have you guys heard that song before? No. Nope. You've never heard Mr. Bojangles? <laughs> no. I'm so sorry. Right, check it out. <laughs> I guess it's uh, out of the question that you've ever heard a song called Up Against the Wall, Redneck Mother. <laughs> what you call me? What? <laughs> I said Up Against the Wall, Redneck Mother. Is that how you talk to your mom with that mouth? No. Mm-hmm. Up Against the Wall, Redneck Mother. This is one that if you're in a, depending on what bar you're in, but if it comes on in certain bars, everybody in the bar sings along with it. In Okamogee. And drinking beer in a honky tonk. All right. Well, anyway, Jerry Jeff uh, Walker passed away. I didn't see anything that. I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah, I didn't see anything that. <laughs> I, I didn't see any indication that he died of COVID-19 or anything. Okay. Um. And finally, I got one other story that I want to share with you. And this is a, let me find it here. This is a kid in Massachusetts who wrote to the governor of Massachusetts, wrote him a letter and said people should be required to give out full-size candy bars this year. And he actually has a rationale for it. He thinks it would help slow the virus down. As he lays out in his letter, this kid, because they'd only need to touch one piece of candy instead of three or four smaller pieces. Uh, there is no word on if the governor is going to do anything or if the governor could do anything about it. But It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. I think I heard, I think I heard Steve. Cappy's going to join us uh, this morning. Is he there already? Good morning, Steve. You heard right. Welcome back. Hey, before we uh, take a look at the weekend in sports, uh, which is what we're going to do in just a second, I want your opinion on something. 
so they announced uh, further restrictions and a curfew. So we got these letters printed out. We're supposed to keep them in case we're driving, and we got to show that we're essential employees. I, I want to acknowledge that the idea that that what we, we do is essential in the same way that a uh, ambulance, you know, a EMT or a, a fireman or a cop or anything else is is ridiculous. So I know we're coming to work. I feel like since we're in that essential workers category, we we at least need to be responsible and update people on the COVID information and bring you the most recent and the most accurate uh, news that we have about the COVID-19, especially, you know, in El Paso. Mm-hmm. I, I'm wondering, and Brandon, I, I'd like your feedback on this. When somebody gets yeah. on, like, our Facebook chat and goes off on something that's just bad information, you know, oh, it's not serious or it's a liberal hoax, should we just... Welcome to the internet! Woo! Should we just smack that? I mean, because, as I say, I think it's an important part of our job right now, since we're considered essential workers, to be putting good information. And when somebody gets on there and says something that's, that's just, you know, misleading or false... Yeah, should we just hammer them? I normally do. I okay. normally mute it, uh, mute them, and delete them. And then if it keep if it's the same person continually coming back and doing it, then you get full on banned. So what would be something in your mind that would be over the line? <sighs> like if somebody says everybody's going to get it, so we might as well just not take any precaution. Would you? Would you oh, smack you mean like some- cranky Padilla this morning? <laughs> was oh, cranky dude, kind what of is Padilla? wrong with him today? Right? Uh, he's missed me. Very cranky, very, very cranky this morning. Does he go by the name Cranky Padilla? No, just Padilla. <laughs> okay. All right. Because um, we have a caller that, um, you know, his we, his name is Dan, and we call him Angry Dan, and pretty much he, he you know, considers himself Angry Dan. Because well, I think, and we, uh, Padilla's actually called in before. I think he lives in such a rural area that maybe all this doesn't ring true to him, but that if he visited... Well, I was going to say our city, but any city, you'd realize, now, dude, this is not make-believe. You shouldn't be giving people this kind of faulty information. And I'm not even, it shouldn't come from us, but also I'm not even sure we should, we should let it, you know, on our, on our Facebook feed or anything. So, Joanna, you got thoughts about that? Uh, okay. No, what you said is cool. <laughs> <laughs> that was a terrific segue, by the way. That really yeah. was that 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 is well, like one kind thing- of morning show radio that I look forward to when I get in with you guys in the morning, dude. If you're gonna, <laughs> <laughs> I love oh, Steve. Man. Speaking of cranky, let's just call it cranky Cappy. No, I was being serious. I just loved it because you asked. Um, you asked Joanna, she gave you a one-word answer, and then you went right into my theme. It was perfect. <laughs> well, we got a way of doing things around here. I like that. You don't mess around. You don't waste time. I almost but- forgot we have a sponsor. This is Monday Morning QB with Cappy. Is that name going to change after the football season's over? <laughs> like when we're not playing football, is it still going to be Monday Morning QB? I don't It's whatever you want it to be, guys. How about Cranky Cappy? Why am I cranky? Oh, I love to listen to your show. That's what I tune into morning radio for. It's like everything is like this <laughs> passive aggressive thing with you. I think, you you're, I think you're pissed up. off that you're stuck at home and we're not. 
No, not at all. I'm actually I, listen. This is I've got a terrific studio set up here at the house. It's uh, it it's perfect. It's you know what what I was. What I need to do to get things done, and that's exactly what it is. Just like you're at the radio station, um, I mean, you could do a show from home. It would be no. A more don't give him that option. Don't don't uh, give him that option, right. dude. He's going to take it. Look at this. Right. You think he's going to want to do that? I probably can, not. I could tell. He's going to have that Homer Simpson moment when he turns on the computer and to start press any key. Buzz would well, be that, key? that thing with Homer Simpson on the couch and just pressing buttons with a broom. No, I would computer. get the, I would yeah, get you that. Gotta get that dialing wand. That little uh, glass bird, yeah. you know, that tips over and <laughs> taps it with his mm-hmm. beak. <laughs> Isn't that the one where Homer ended up wearing a moo moo because he got yeah, torn from the ball? By the way, do you believe people will be stopped all over town over no. the next two weeks uh, between you know I guess normal hours to see if they're essential? I don't think people are going to get pulled over. You have to have. I mean, I don't think so. They didn't do it the last time we were given these letters. I think the bigger concern is the 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. curfew, correct? 9 p.m. No, it's 10 no the curfew starts at 10. Why did I see 9? Because I just, 9 a was lot the of devil's highway. Yeah, 9 is like the devil's highway. That's the time It's closing at 9 closed. to then give people time to get home before oh. curfew. Okay, gotcha. Before the purge. Before the purge. Oh, we should get that siren ready. I really don't think they're just going to pull people over to say, do you have permission to be out after 10 o'clock? But I guess I could be wrong. Do you know where your people are? Well, Monday morning QB with Krabby Cappy is brought to you by Darren Powell, attorney at law. Loved ones pass away and don't have a will. Don't leave it up to the courts. Call Darren Powell, 313-0081. Well, the Cowboys are just dog crap, I've uh, decided. I mean, I was trying to put a positive spin on it, but after that performance on Monday last week and then uh, yesterday, the Cowboys it might as well just pack it in, right? Well, you call me crabby and you just called the Cowboys dog crap on your show. That's pretty good. Um, but I agree with you. I think you're 100% correct. I really do. They are an absolute disaster. And if you watched yesterday's game, it was awful from the very beginning. And uh, this team just looks right now like they do not care and they do not want to be there. And when you have a Washington team that was 1-5 in five, looking like the Joe Gibbs Super Bowl champion <laughs> Washington teams from the 80s, yeah. you've got a problem. And that's exactly looked like John looked Riggins like running up the middle on the Cowboys. It did. Antonio Gibson looked like John Riggins. Kyle Allen looked like Joe Theismann. Um, Terry McLaurin looked like Art Monk the entire team. It was weird. And the Cowboys. Uh, look, here's what I felt really bad, okay? Andy Dalton did not have a good game before he got hurt. But when that hit by John Bostick, that helmet-to-helmet hit, knocked his helmet off and basically knocked uh, you know him out of the game with a concussion, there was not a single Dallas player that went to his aid and and had any problem with Bostick's hit. And you imagine that? Like, his helmet came his... off. I've got it queued yes. up. Brandon told me to watch it, so yeah. I was watching it. And uh, let me just play it here real quick. Do you guys, every time a player's helmet comes off, if you can't see your head for a split second, do you think their head's still in the Yeah, their head's still in the helmet. It's like rock and sock and robots. Or it's like what, uh, it's like Django Fett's head bouncing around the arena. So that slide and that hit, I I only played football until 10th grade. So from 8th to 10th grade, I just want to make the point that 
if we had not hit somebody who was at that point, we we would have been running laps because if they're not down, you're supposed to hit them. But of course, we know a lot more about CTE, and that's a dirty hit. There's there's at least a couple linemen that are going over to check on Andy Dalton, but he's laid out his helmet's like five yards away from him. Uh, it was a real dirty hit. He got uh, the player that hit him got uh, ejected. Is he going to have to miss a game? No, they're saying Bostic is probably not going to face any uh, suspension as a result of the hit. So, but it's funny that when I was like 13 in eighth grade playing football, we were coached to do what what Bostic just did there. In fact, we would get yelled at if we if we didn't do that. It's like he wasn't down. Yeah. Well, but obviously the rules have changed. He is down. <laughs> yes. he, I mean, he is down now because the rule is once the quarterback gives themselves up for the slide, it's a dead yeah, ball, right. and it's right. It's where the ball was at. Sure, the rule. Exactly. The rules have changed. So, it, uh, what was the prognosis after the game on Andy Dalton? Concussion. He's, he's still. He doesn't even. He doesn't remember the hit. He is does not remember what happened. And how's he looking for uh, for Sunday? Not good. Okay, so it might be Ben DiNucci. Ben with, DiNucci! Is there a backup cornerback behind Ben DiNucci? I'm going to start a fan club called Nucci's Nuggets. Does it even there matter is, now? At this point in the Cowboys season, is. does it even matter? Garrett Gilbert is potentially okay. the backup quarterback to Ben DiNucci. Garrett Gilbert, who started at Texas, finished at SMU, and um, is a 29-year-old journeyman quarterback. Dude, slap some pads on Kellen Moore. Get him back out there. That's he's not that thought. old. He's only 32 or 34, one or the other. He's in his early to mid-30s, and he is the offensive coordinator for the Cowboys. How great would it be if Kellen Moore comes out of retirement? Yeah, he's only 32. To become, yeah, that, that, that would be amazing if that happened. I'll be honest Look, with you. I didn't... be sold. This team sucks. And, and this is the problem right now. Their offensive line is god-awful, okay? Their defense is terrible. They got uh, their two, have no... two linebackers back, and that didn't make any difference. None. None. They're paying these guys a fortune, too, by the way. Jalen Smith's making a ton of money. Demarcus Lawrence is making a ton of money. And it means absolutely nothing for the Cowboys. I feel for the fans. I really do. Because since the 90s, the Dallas Cowboy fans have have suffered 25 years of this. And that's usually longer than a fan base of a really prominent franchise should have to suffer. And it's just like... I don't know. Maybe they're in purgatory because of Jerry Jones and they're never going to win another Super Bowl again as long as he's around. I don't know how it works, but, man, Cowboy fans really are suffering in a big, big way, especially this year. This year, you really appreciate Jason Garrett now more than ever before when you see how things have gone to hell so quickly with Mike McCarthy. I didn't watch yesterday's game, but I watched the Monday night game. How many How many did Zeke cough up in this one yesterday against Washington? No fumbles okay. received yesterday. Do you have a, Didn't matter. Do you have a decent no day? Fumbles. I guess not. No, uh, they scored three still points. Only went for like 60-something yards. That was it. No. Zeke had 12 carries, 45 yards, which is garbage. Before we uh, move on to other things, anything else in the NFL you want to mention? Well, there's some great games yesterday. I don't know if you watched. Did you watch I didn't the end watch of that any... Sunday night game? Nope. Oh, the Eagles? Was, yeah, just watch the highlights no. of the ending of the Seattle game between Arizona. the Cardinals oh, and Seattle. Seahawks, man. Woo. That was amazing, that game. Um, Tom Brady looks amazing right now for Tampa Bay. They just signed Antonio Brown. They hung 45 on Vegas yesterday. Didn't, our, didn't Antonio yeah. Brown already trash talk Bruce Arians? <laughs> 
since well, he's Bruce been... Arians last year when he was appealed, Bruce Arians said that he's not a good fit. But now he's saying he's matured, so we're going to bring him in. Yeah, but I, I thought I read that uh, Antonio had some yeah, probably cla- choice yeah, comments. Probably for back at that. Yeah. But that's Tom Brady, man. Tom Brady got him, uh, is, is the one that got him there, because Tom Brady enjoyed having him in New England last year. That's the only time they had a decent receiver last year. Oh, New England sucks, by the way. Oh, are, I watched that game they against are uh, San awful. Francisco. That's, that is a train wreck. If Who's worse, Cowboys right or Patriots? That would be a great toilet bowl, man. I would that is that's a really interesting question because I would have said the Cowboys are worse, but I watched New England yesterday just get destroyed by San Francisco. I mean destroyed. Uh, so at home, in that was in New England. So right now I would probably say ugh, the Cowboys are I don't know, that's you're right. That's a great that'd be a great football game. Is that on the schedule? <laughs> I don't believe so. Too bad. That would be a great football game. They both suck. That would be a great football game. <laughs> it would be. It'd yeah. Be terrific. It probably would. So, anyway. By the way, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. out for the season. Uh, he tore his ACL following an interception where he was trying to make a tackle. So, um, again, that's a bad break for the Cleveland Browns. They beat Cincinnati yesterday but still lose o- um, OBJ for the season. I put up uh, something about Mookie Betts uh, on Facebook just to see how people would respond. I said, I think right now, like, Mookie Betts is the most gifted athlete in the world. And I think I did it right after he made this crazy, twisting, leaping catch on Saturday, which the Dodgers went on to lose that game. One of the greatest finishes ever. Do you think that would (laughs) – yeah. Do you think that would be a good argument? Mookie Betts, as far as just being an athlete, is is just incredible. Did you see the well, thing that came out? Like also he, make, he bowled listen, a three hundred and he yeah. took up golf. Did you see that thing that they put online? He took I up did. golf and within a year he he never played golf. He took it up and he was a uh, single digit handicap after a year, which is just insane. I think he's just one of these freaks that's good so at, good at everything, so coordinated and just so in touch with his with his mind, body, his hand hand eye coordination, and everything else that he's just outstanding. Athlete. You could make the argument that Mookie Betts is the best player right now in the game of baseball. You know, Mike Trout's been that uh, that distinction for so many years, but Wait, you know, hold Mookie's on a been right there with him. It's cold. Oh, it's got ice in it. <laughs> I forgot. I don't think your microphone. I forgot. I'm sorry. <laughs> what happened? Oh, you said you wanted whatever Joanna and I got, so I got you the same thing that Joanna and I got. No, 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 no. Because I was waffling, I and you said, did you like the pumpkin? I said, yeah, get me the pumpkin thing, but I, I don't drink cold I coffee. Forgot. I totally forgot. It's Monday. We just got back. Dude, go I forgot. It, go put it in the microwave. It's cold, bro. It has, like, double the caffeine. Go nuke this, Stop. Lisa. Go put it in the microwave. See what happens. <laughs> Buzz, yeah, let me tell you something. Okay. It's work out Buzz, wonderful. it's just weird. Huh? Buzz, for 25 years, no, for 30 years, you've been, for 30 years, you've been drinking, you've been drinking hot coffee. Maybe it's time to just have an open mind, try something different. He just took a big old smile. It's nice and warm. I hate that. You hate it? I mean, the main reason I drink, most people drink coffee for the caffeine. I guess some people like the taste of coffee. <laughs> I'm so, I totally forgot. And I was like, why are you looking at me weird? I was like, what? The one and only reason I drink coffee uh-huh. is... I like something warm on my vocal cords because that's my money maker. <laughs> I got something warm for you. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I salute that. <laughs> 
I didn't even think about it. I was like, oh, I'll just order him the same thing that Joanna and I get. So oh I was my like, God. I just ordered we, How did the coffee thing come up this morning? You said that I should buy you guys coffee. Day. So I got oh. you a pumpkin cold brew. It's cold brew, so it has double the caffeine in it. That sounds like it's right up your alley, Buzz. Yeah, Double you're going to love cold brew. But you drink it just your tastes monster, awful. You drink your Monster Energy drinks cold. Yeah. Good job, Joanna. Yeah, but it doesn't... I think it's that. It doesn't taste Pretend. like the bottom of somebody's shoe, though. You know it your doesn't. imagination. What, what's the flavor you were given right now? What did they give All you? All right, let me see if I can get this. Green pumpkin <laughs> crumb grande. sib. Uncultured it is a grande pumpkin cream, pumpkin sweet cream cold brew. <laughs> I didn't know what I knew. Pumpkin. <laughs> yeah. Does it oh, at least because... hang on? Does it taste like? Does it taste like pumpkin? Does it taste like fall? Does it taste a like fall a fall harvest? harvest in your mouth? Maybe like a handful of leaves or something. Ugh. <laughs> 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 uh, I think. I think the thing is, if it, coffee's hot enough, you don't taste the flavor as much. But when it's cold, you you realize. This is water that's been run through some dirt is basically what <laughs> coffee is to begin with, right? It's delicious. And it tastes dirt. like it whenever it's that Listen, cold. There are a ton of people that love uh, cold coffee. I understand drinks. that. I got Joanna onto it. And I got a cold brew like coffee machine at Sam's Club. And my life has never been the same. Like Joanna the other day. Yeah, Joanna's all. Mm-hmm. It just normal coffee doesn't oh. taste the same now. Like, yeah, I know. Cold brew is the way are to you go. A, um, You're not going to want the cold brew tomorrow, though. Too? Am I what? Frappuccino, you like that too? Frapp? I do, but you know what? There's not enough coffee in it. Did you know that in a frappuccino, it actually doesn't have coffee? It's what's called a frapp roast, and it's like a pump or something that they give you. Mm. So if you do a grande <laughs> frappuccino, you have to tell them you need two. Frapps and pumps. I got a pump. I'll give you. Yeah, so you have to tell them you need like extra of the, like whatever because it's not coffee. It's not like a shot I mean, of espresso. Good. Wait, does it I have caffeine? Is it caffeine though? Yeah. Yeah, so a it's frappuccino. More like an ice cream. Yeah, a frappuccino is like a milkshake, basically. But exactly. it, it, it has coffee in it, but it's not like an espresso shot. You know shot. what? I'm going to try and drink this. Buzz, this is delicious. Drink it. I'm going to try and drink it. Maybe maybe, uh, maybe I'll catch on. <laughs> yeah, I think you're going to like it. To be honest, the cold brew, it's got a lot more caffeine in it, so you get a lot more energized. You'll see Joanna and I sometimes twitching in the corner because we're cracked out in cold brew. All right, well, listen. that thousand-yard stare. Yeah. Like your eyes are super is. dilated. Yeah. Catch us in the later. By the end of the later. year. <laughs> By the end of the year, Buzz is going to be hooked on on this, and he's going to he's, he's going to ask for one every morning. Yep, I'm yeah. not surprised, Buzz. You'll you'll come around. That's yeah, a bold prediction. Done. I gave it to Joanna, no, and now look at her. She's like, just pump that cold brew IV right in my vein. We got to take a break. Sure, you want to ties it off and. <laughs> <laughs> That's Joanna. Well, would, we, we have we, a lot more to talk about. Get those what are we going to talk yeah. about? Tell us what we're going to talk about. More sporty sports. We're going to talk about UTEP losing to Charlotte. Uh, locomotive we'll out. They lost in another shootout. There you go. We have that to talk about. Uh, you know, sports-wise, it's not. It, and, and last night was hell in a cell. Oh, yeah. Was Habib in that? No, that was Saturday. No. That's a different hell in a cell. Yeah. <laughs> is hell in a cell wrestling or something? Uh, Abu Dhabi. Hell in a cell is the WWE <laughs> pay-per-view. We had titles change last night. Oh, really? Yes, we have we have new champions. So when you have new champions, do you congratulate the champion or do you congratulate the writer? A mix of both. <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. This is the El Paso Hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show. And we're going to talk to Cappy some more. 
And I definitely want to talk about uh, what has been going on the past uh, couple of weeks as far as COVID-19 and uh, the truly alarming numbers that are happening. Also, there's uh, there's an ad mm-hmm. that's going around town and all of the mayoral, uh, 11 different candidates for mayor and city council are denouncing it because nobody knows who paid for it or where it came from. What? What ad is it? I'm intrigued now. Interesting. I thought you had to make that clear who was paying for yeah, the ad. Yeah, this ad we is got in trouble for that mm-hmm. years that and years and years ago. By the El Pasoans for something. It something. is the Keep Going, Stay Strong El Paso marketing campaign, which includes a brochure mm-hmm. labeled as a newsletter that was mailed to thousands of El Paso homes. What's in the said? information. Oh, you want to do this now? I mean, yeah, you started oh. it. Um, it's a citywide marketing campaign by an anonymous source touting El Paso's leaders as doing a good job and improving this area in the midst of a city election campaign. So, Is this a joke? Is it a meme of Chris Kardashian? You're doing amazing, sweetie. No. Right? Uh, so... The candidates who are upset about this, that includes city council candidates, including two incumbents who are in city council who don't like it. And according to this statement, uh, its messaging implicitly supports incumbents running for city office. It goes on to say, we all denounce the use of dark money to influence our elections. The public deserves to know who is behind this propaganda. That is the Keep Going, Stay Strong El Paso marketing campaign. So I guess it's the city uh, put this out? Like the city says we did it or like they're like it was our printers they printed them off on? It's a a city marketing campaign. So, you know, like a tourism campaign. But some of the things that it says is El Paso's leaders are making our city better. And keep supporting El Paso's leaders. Yeah, go ride the streetcar. What? It lists some of the unnamed. It doesn't specify individually a leader, but just kind of as a blanket. It's like El Paso leaders are doing a great job. Uh, it lists some of their accomplishments, including improving the city's quality of life, adding 45,000 jobs, and adding 300 new police officers. Um, I get, I got out of it, uh, but now I know like all about the races in Oklahoma because my parents had the TV on all the time. And were you excited? You didn't have to hear about Yvette Harold for a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> and Social Torres Small. I know because that's a that's a fight right there. Oh my God, Steve hasn't heard this. Can Steve listen to what I play down the board? Probably sure. not. Yeah, huh? I think so. I think okay. he can. All right, so I just want to say... <laughs> Great job. Very nice, very nice. I want to say real quick, or it's a question more than anything. If I were to take this iced, <laughs> great pumpkin, crumb... Grande. Grande pumpkin crumb cream. Cream. Mm-hmm. If I were just like to to skim all the... He wants to warm that yeah. cream up for his I vocal cords. But I want... <laughs> Warm a little something up for those vocal cords, Buzz. Uh, I'm going to have Brandon. so much fun, too. Brandon, say it again. <laughs> Warm something up for his vocal cords. Because I've, I've got... Warm that you know, cream I've up, got Buzz. People, I've got, like, Daniel, our overnight guy who helps out on the morning show, 
he, I had, I, uh, if I, somebody says something, we're now pulling audio, which is how we get all the Joanna laughs and stuff. Oh, yeah, it's nice. great. So. He's probably just like, what the hell is happening? Yeah. You know what we should do next time Joanna goes on vacation, not tell anybody, uh, like all the audience. Oh, we're locked and loaded. Yeah, and, and we just, just have, yeah, drops. Soundboard. Yeah. So. The Joanna <laughs> yeah. drops ready to go. Anyway, if I ran this so that none of the ice got into it into Stop a different cup. Stop tipping it over, over the oh, board, please. Probably Show me my boobs. <laughs> And then heated it up, would it just taste like a, like a coffee? Yes. Yeah, it would. All right, I'm going to do that. Well, you're the only person in the history of humans that's been like, I love cold brew because it's caffeinated, but could you heat it up for me? Can you make the cold brew hot? <laughs> <laughs> well, wouldn't it, would it just taste like a hot brew? Yeah. A hot okay. brew? Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Steve, so the miners... Y'all heard it here first. <laughs> Yeah, Buzz likes that warm cream to warm up his vocal cords. <laughs> yeah, I, heard I, I hear first. I wish you guys would grow up. <laughs> Small penis, right here. <laughs> we can't. We try so hard to grow up. It's like get more D. I wasn't getting enough D. <laughs> that's an old one. That one goes back years. Yeah, that's, and it's that's still like it's an oldie, but old. a goodie. How do you remember that? But you don't remember what we talked about in our meeting this morning. Yeah. <laughs> I do not have a little tool. (laughs) (laughs) You guys were wasting Steve's time here. Steve! Steve? Yeah, he's gone. He's so crabby, he doesn't want to be on anymore. Wait, is he gone? I'm listening to everything. Ah. Let's talk about the Miners for a second. They they didn't play a game that they had scheduled. Was it Middle Tennessee? Who was it that didn't travel? Southern Southern Miss. Miss. Right, Southern Miss. (laughs) Is there a school actually called Middle Tennessee? Yeah. How does Northwestern Tennessee feel? Or like just like halfway know, north, from the middle, Tennessee. <laughs> Northwestern Northwestern Louisiana has no problem with it. Mm, like a little bit above the middle, Tennessee University. How are they doing this football season? The, the Miners lost on Saturday on the road, but it was like 38 to 28, which I know it's a loss, but it's not an embarrassing loss. You know, Look, after what the Miners have been 14. through, you got you, you to say that counts for something. They led 14-7, the Miners did, late in the second quarter. Charlotte came and tied it. They eventually outscored UTEP 24-0 in that run, and it was so it was 31-14. And then the Miners scored two touchdowns. Charlotte scored one, so they kind of traded away scores in the last six minutes of the game. But for the most part, the frustrating thing here was, again, um, UTEP had opportunities, and unfortunately, it was uh, turnovers that hurt them. And, uh, you know, some interceptions uh, and, and a fumble and and ultimately that kind of did them in in this one because you know Charlotte um, did not look like a team that was significantly better than UTEP when they faced off with each other it was just that they didn't make mistakes UTEP did and uh, they they lost the game by 10. All right what else are you keeping your eye on in sports Steve? Miners have North Texas this Saturday at the Sun Bowl and uh, that is a, a Halloween Noon kickoff. Should we? UTEP should we? Should should it at least be considered since there's so many restrictions and we got these numbers that are skyrocketing that mm-hmm. they play this game without fans? 
So that's, that's a fascinating question, and it's a very, very good question. It's something we're probably going to be talking about this afternoon when we go on the air at 4. Um, there is a, a legitimate argument for that because even with six or 8,000 people in the Sun Bowl, given the climate of where we're at right now and, and now the, um, you know, the new restrictions, it's very possible that UTEP uh, changes their policies and, uh, and has this game um, with no fans. It's hard uh, to take Saturday. our city fathers seriously when it's like, well, you can't play in a park, but go to the stadium and there's going to be like 6,000 other people there. And You guys are going to be, be okay. funneled into the stadium yeah. together. Right. Stand in line at concessions and stuff. The high schools have been um, encouraged to spend you know, the next two weeks without playing sports. So you're right. It's like, where do you know, where do you draw the line? Do we just have exceptions everywhere or do you just keep everything consistent? So um, that is going to be a great point. Is is this game played in an empty stadium on Saturday? We and interviewed the mayor right before I went out of test. So this was a week ago Friday. Uh, we interviewed the mayor. He, he as I recall, he said it's kind of out of their hands, like it's above their their decision making level. Brandon, do you yeah, recall? Yeah, that? right. That's true. yeah. It was, yeah, it, it was above them, basically. So, so it would more be a decision by UTEP. If UTEP decides we're going to allow fans to still go and, and watch the game, uh, then they're going to be the ones that will have to deal with all the backlash because the city and county cannot do anything when it comes to UTEP. UTEP is uh, strictly under the rule of the governor of Texas. That's uh, who chooses uh, you know, what UTEP can and can't do. And the governor said that there can be sports in the state and it hasn't made any exceptions. Could the so. city say, okay, you know what, the game's going to go on, but anybody that shows up to go into the stadium is going to be issued a citation for breaking the curfew. Or I guess they I wouldn't be breaking so. the curfew if it started at no. noon. starts at noon, it'll be over by 3 or 4. So, no, that would not be the case. But I'm interested to see if this uh, if this game is played with or without fans because, uh, you know, clearly you can look at both, uh, both sides of this and, uh, you know, see where UTEP decides to go here. All right, so tell me about Rage in the Cage. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Hell in the Cell. Hell in the Cell. <laughs> Sorry. So that Bling was, uh, in that the was Ring. Night. No, there, was, uh, there were some title changes. Um, Sasha Banks defeated Bailey in the Cage to win the uh, WWE Women's Championship. It was a big weekend Maybe for Sasha's. Sasha yeah, Banks changed the title. Sasha week. Baron Cohen had a new movie come out. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> Steve! Did you Sasha see? Week. That's did you right. did you see the new uh, the new Borat yes. movie? I saw just a scene with Giuliani. What, did you think movie. he was doing anything inappropriate? Mm, you know, it, like, <laughs> the whole thing seemed a little the, fishy. But and, of course, they were putting yes. him in this situation intentionally, and Let's just put it he way. might he have been really tucking his shirt in. Right? It's possible he, he could have been tucking his shirt in. He did. He did not look uncomfortable, did he? No, I think he was kind of wanting to see where it, where it, where it led. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's only fifteen. She's too old for you. <laughs> <laughs> you got another favorite moment from the from the new Borat movie? We were just talking That's about all I've like seen. Oh, haven't you seen, haven't seen anything else? I haven't seen. Now, where is the movie? Is it available? It's on Amazon, Amazon Prime. Oh, then I'll watch it. Okay, it's a, it's a Prime movie. I can cheat. I can check that out. All right, we got time for one more hit here, Steve. Anything else you want to talk about in sports? Locomotive FC, their championship season came to an end uh, in the conference finals. They lost in penalty kicks to Phoenix, Phoenix. Um, 4-2. to It's so difficult in, in watching soccer. You know, you play 90 minutes, then you play another 30 minutes, and if it's still tied, you go to penalty kicks where it's just 
um, you know, a striker and the goaltender or the goalkeeper, and whoever scores the most goals wins. It's just the way you settle the soccer match. And this is the third straight playoff match that the Locomotive have gone to PKs. This time, unfortunately, they came out on the short end of the stick. However, two years in a row. So the first two years for Locomotive, they have advanced to the final four in the USL Championship postseason. So congratulations to Mark Lowry and the team on another terrific season. I gotta just mention the weather here real quick since we're in the El Paso hour. Uh, it's gonna be cold. Yeah, today's high is gonna be sixty-six. Tomorrow's high is gonna be thirty-nine, thirty-six. And the thing is, too, I went outside right now, and since it's windy, ooh, it is it has a chill in the air. Just like your snow? cold brew, it's extra yeah. We're, we're, high winds could get wind gust over forty miles an hour, but uh, you're really going to see the temperature plunge tonight with a low of freezing, thirty-two for the low, and a sixty percent chance of precipitation. And that could mean, in I just want to point out, we're almost a week before October. This is highly unusual. Yeah, chances some snow in there. Yeah, uh, could be some snow. Could be a wintry mix, as they say, but. Uh, Real good chance El Paso is going to get some kind of showers overnight. It's going to be windy tomorrow. The high tomorrow is only going to be 36 degrees. But look for a chance of continuing snow and maybe even some accumulation of snow. So we'll have to wait and see on that. But the uh, you know the the fall weather looks like it's just about wrapping up for El Paso. All right, Steve, thanks for joining us today. We'll talk to you manana, okay? You're welcome. Or Thank next you. week. Simana well, Prex- Proxima. I mean, listen. <laughs> you don't have anything else to do? Why you sound it's so angry? To, no, he does. Yeah, no, I don't. I mean, it's up to you. You guys can do You know, last week mm-hmm. when you were on vacation and uh-huh. Lisa was on vacation. I was. Brandon and Joanna had me, I think, on the show almost every day almost last week. Yeah, they didn't have nothing else to talk you about. Know, <gasps> listen, here's the way I look at it. Oh, he's right. Buzz, you <laughs> <want to join laughs> I know, but he shouldn't just say it like that. Yeah. What, Steve? If you want, if you want me to join you, mm-hmm. just say the word. I, I will yeah. not, word. It, it, I will not have my feelings hurt if you uh, if you're if you're booked all week. That's, that's listen, Steve. You already know. I go in your office all the time and say, "Can you just come talk to him for a little bit? I need a break." We need to hear him call him a son of a bitch again. <laughs> oh. That is that is that is true. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right. So when I left El Paso to go on vacation for a few days, the situation was getting very serious. There was a you know a definite spike going on, and I didn't know what to expect when I got back. Eh, maybe it'll blow over. Now El Paso has now reached that point in a horror movie where they've got so many victims in a hospital. That they're just, like, they're doing it inside the convention center now or the civic center. The El Paso Civic Center will be converted to a medical care site. And some patients will be flown to other cities as local hospitals are being inundated with COVID-19 patients. Yeah, like, we're at that point now where, congratulations, I've never seen the national news be in this city as much as there has been in the past couple years. Yeah, they're Uh, never here for a good reason. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was looking right now, uh, just like s- some different things on the different uh, hospitals, like the convention center and things like that. And immediately, it's not even our local news that usually pops up. It goes straight to CBS, CNN, CNN um, Good Morning America. It goes to all of their stories because now they're writing about us because it's so bad. I'm like on the Daily Mail homepage 
and there's it is El Paso reaches a crisis level breaking point uh, breaking point everything's no, you know it's I, bad I have seen some people refer to this and, and Lisa you weren't here f- the Friday before last I was not when, I was on a plane when uh, Mayor Margo was on the show <laughs> I've seen a lot of people saying okay what's happening is that sick people from Juarez are coming over and getting tested and that's why our numbers are through the roof and I even asked the mayor about that and he said well we know some of that is happening uh, and then he didn't elaborate on it, but I mean, I think that's, you know, they, they probably don't want to, uh, what's your citizenship before they give you the test, but it would well, be no, good to do, know, so, do they count? I was going to say, first of all, who here has actually had a test done? Me. Okay. Me. So all of us, but Buzz. So Buzz is the only one that's not familiar with the process. They have you fill in information like. Oh, they do. Yeah. Where you reside and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Depends on which one you go to, because you know, as I've you know taken the tour tour de COVID of all the COVID testing types. <laughs> I mean, will they give you the test even if you? I could tell you which one's going to be the fastest. Who will give you the results in twenty four hours? Who takes three to five days? Who's going to charge you? Who's not? I can. Everyone comes to me now, like Lisa. How I need this, this, and this, and I'm like, got you. You're going to want to go to the West Side one, Don Haskins. <laughs> they guys are there. By the way, a passive fire department were hilarious the other day when I get t- got tested. What Great did they job. do that was so hilarious? They were just funny because they're like, wow, you live like where I lived at. And they're like, that's crazy. They were just really funny guys, like really, really great. It was super fast. They were super efficient, really quick about taking the test. Uh, I was in and out less than like 20 minutes. And that was even with they messed up how to spell my street. And I don't even know how to spell my street. So we all had to figure it out as a group. And then what, uh, what street do you live on? I, I'm not going to say that. That's- oh, great. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what street? What house? What color is it? I thought you lived on like a main, kind of like a main street. I live in a main area, oh. I would say. Okay. But, um. Buzz wants to stop by. Make sure you're going to be on the show tomorrow. Yeah, he's going to be like, hey. Uh, he's, it's going to be, it's going to, he's going to turn into that uh, John Travolta meme. Yeah. Where he's going to show up and start doing this. Looking around. Plot, coming in today? Plot twist tomorrow. I'm just going to come and work in here with Brandon. So he turns around like, she's not here still. I, I haven't gone there. I haven't seen that meme. <laughs> uh, it's a John Travolta. The John Travolta from, from Pulp, Pulp Fiction? Fiction. Yeah. When he shows up at um, Uma Thurman's place before they go out to dinner. Oh, and he's just and, checking. Yeah, and he's kind of looking around. Up. Yeah. Chill out. Um, we got a call? My first call since Carson. I've been back from vacation. Oh, hi, Alan. Well, I mean, Al Petrelli called. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that, that, that is true. Al Petrelli did call us. Hi, Alan. Hey, Buzz. How are you? Morning. I'm doing good. How are you? Yep, dog. What's going on? Um, no, you were talking about the test and people coming from Mexico over here. Yep. For testing. Yeah, basically, um, the only people that are allowed to cross the border are uh, they either have to have a residence visa or to be a resident of the United States and or a citizen, the people with the other visas, travel visas and such, are not allowed to cross the So it's, it's very limited oh, the number of people that could come across in the first yeah. place. I understand that there's people that, that live there, but they're residents, they're actual U.S. residents or citizens, and they may live over there and commute, but other than that, that's it. I mean, there are a few work related items that you know people with uh, some type of uh, commercial okay so that can pass but alan would it be fair to say when i see somebody arguing oh the only reason 
our numbers are so high is because of all the people coming over from Juarez. You can tell me that that is, that is factually incorrect. Um, yes, sir. Okay. All right, Alan. Thanks for the call. Okay. Take care now. All right. Appreciate it. Well, we're out of time uh, for today, guys, but I thought I would leave you with some music by the late Jerry Jeff Walker because I could tell that everybody enjoyed that so much when I did it earlier today. <laughs> he uh, <laughs> passed away. To start wrapping up every show. Yeah, leave on a high note. <laughs> leave on some uh, Jerry Jeff Walker. Cool triangle time. <laughs> Jerry Jeff Walker it was 72 when he passed away. Is it? Is it just me, or does when you hear somebody passed away at seventy-two, you're like, that, "That's young." You know what I mean? When you were a kid, if you heard somebody was seventy-two, you thought they were had one foot in the grave anyway. Mm-hmm. Now you hear seventy-two, it's like, "Oh man, so much life left to live." Jangles, everybody. No, nope, still don't on <laughs> Mr. No. Bo Jangles. Dance.